my shorts. Hello everybody, welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I am of course your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number 58. 58. 58. I don't know. What? Don't even remember what my call is for that. Wait, actually I think it's it's not 58, it's 59. 59, hang on a minute. Yeah, I got that one wrong, I had the wrong run sheet open. That's what happens when you... uh, Take a month off the show. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a have lot you, of that today. Have you got your bingo call or have you forgotten it? I've forgotten it. <laughs> oh, no. Let's leave that then. Uh, of course, you can join us on the podcast every single Monday, except for the past, like, five or six Mondays. <laughs> uh, the podcast goes out on all the major podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, the visual element is available on YouTube as well. Uh, over on the podcast channel. That goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. This week, of course, we are sending the podcast out on a Friday. Or, I don't know, what is what is the day? I've, I've completely lost time. Is it going to be going out on a Friday? Yes. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think well, so. yes. It's that weird period between Christmas and New Year's where you don't quite know what the day is. Mm. Isn't it? So anyway, this episode is going out on Friday... And we're sending it out on both platforms simultaneously. How's that? Ooh, bonus for some. That's the first, yeah. Uh, you can find me over on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, of course. I'm over on Twitter and Instagram. Letterbox. There's links in the description of every single podcast. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email at davelypond at gmail.com. And if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones. Only the good ones. Hate good bad ones. ones. Help, hey? Bad ones are shit. I know. They are shit. Well, there you go. We got through our. Uh, we got through our intro. No, just wait for old mate Rick to figure out how to fade out the audio. There. That's uh, pretty easy. I can still hear it. There you there we go. It's gone now. That's it. Yeah. There's gonna be a few. There's gonna be a few fuck ups today because I'm I'm operating the oh. board. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's the first time we got old mate Rick. Of course, I'm over in the UK still. I've been here for over a month now, a month and a yeah, half. Yeah, it's been about six, seven weeks, seven weeks, maybe. Yeah. Here's a very British problem for you. I am sitting in my in my little study at the moment, uh, which just so happens to be the boiler room. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you might hear the boiler kick in in the background every now and then. <laughs> that sounds like it's fun. going off at the moment, actually. Uh, but it's not. It's not too loud. But sometimes I can't it hear it. I can't. In. I can't get it this end. That's okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not literally like in a like an underground sort of underground bunker boiler. with a, a boiler. And yeah. Should have a boiler suit uh, on and all that sort of shit. Yeah. No, I'm in the. I'm in the study and there's just a boiler behind me. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. so yeah, I've been um, been away for a uh, best part of hang, a month hang, and hang a on, half. Almost. Hang on. What? I found it. Fifty nine Brighton Line. Right, Brighton, Brighton line. line on the train. On the train. Must be. There you go. One of the major lines over here in the UK. We are, of course, reading the, the. What's that? That was pretty piss week. 
That was really piss weak. That wasn't <laughs> worth revisiting. No, it wasn't. We, um, so as I've been saying, I'm here in the UK, been uh, seven, seven weeks or so, about a month and a half. I've been over here almost two months. Um, and we didn't mean to leave such a long gap between shows, but just been a matter of getting over here, getting set up. I felt like I lost two weeks coming over here as well. You were jet uh, lag. You were jet lag for a little while too, weren't you? That took that took. I was jet lag for like a week. Yeah, took ages for you to acclimatise. I just kept falling asleep at like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Doing my trick. That's the. That's the crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the weirdest thing over here is that the sun goes down at ten to four oh. in the afternoon. Uh, we're used to it. What seven, eight o'clock at home? The sun will go down over here. No, four, like bang on, ten to four in the afternoon. And by like seven or eight o'clock, I'm like, fucking hell, I'm so tired. It must be like 12 o'clock. Look at my watch. It's like, no, I don't have a watch. Look at my phone. And it's like, oh my God, it's only 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm falling asleep. But yeah, so the first week was just like, oh man. Um, well, first couple of weeks. And then I felt like because I kind of, I didn't really do much work when I got here for the first couple of weeks. And then I felt like I just like had to, ca- I, there's all this stuff I had to catch up on. So I've lost, uh, I lo- I felt like I lost two weeks worth of work and then um, just had to catch up on it all over those last couple of weeks of the month and now finally settling back in, take some time off over Christmas and New Year's and finally found time to actually sit down and figure out how to do a podcast <laughs> remotely. <laughs> oh, well, we're trying, we're trying to work out how to do it remotely. So we're trying to do it. We've got old mate Rick over in Australia, of course. <clears throat> He's running the board. He's good trying enough. to figure out where all the special effects, the sound yep. effects and stuff are. Good luck with that too. Very good. Yeah, good luck <laughs> with that. I'm recording my uh, mine on my end, so I have a nice clean output. Hopefully, it all syncs up okay. Otherwise, I have to find a different way to do it. But anyway, that's what that's where we are at the moment. Uh, so what we're doing today is we just wanted to do one because I don't. I felt like we didn't properly close out the season, right? No, that's right. We kind of said, "All right, I'm off. I'll see you in like two weeks' time." I'll be back, and I've been gone for like seven <laughs> weeks. And I felt I wanted to do a Christmas show, and then Christmas crept up on us really quickly. And I was working super hard on my Spider-Man Evolution video that I dropped. Tom, I Tom, Spi- Tom Spider-Man. Tom, my Tom Spider-Man video. <laughs> yeah, I talked about Andrew Spider-Man. I talked about Toby Spider-Man. <laughs> I talked about all the animated Spider-Man, Japanese Spider-Man, Paul Spider-Man, all of them. Um, but yeah, I did that Spider-Man video, and I just like... I just we just didn't get time to do the Christmas, so we felt like, look, we got like two days left of the year. Let's get in one last show for 2021, round out that season on episode 59. Then we can come back next year, yep. episode 60, and kick off 2022 in style. Hey, nice and fresh. Well, hopefully, anyway. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna do this special show. This goes out to everyone on the same day. We're going to take another month off, but over that month, throughout January, I'll be loading like best of episodes. So we like the best of 2021 show. I'll probably do like four or five of them throughout the month. And then we'll be back, I think, what is the 7th of Feb? So the first Monday of February, we'll be back with the with the proper show. Cool. Where do we go for a new year. Oh, yep. Big start to the new year. But you need that break. Yeah. You need that. You need that. You know, a couple of weeks off over January to to refresh and stop you from burning out and all, all that sort of shit. You know. Well, exactly right. Well, I feel like I got to um, 
usually I take the whole of January off. Yeah. But this month, this year, I feel like I'm just going to take this gap throughout Christmas off properly. There's like been a couple of things I've had to do. Um, and then we're just going to take it easy throughout. I'm still going to be doing work, maybe plan a few things for the year, but just take it a little bit easier. I won't be doing an, a, a cartoon evolution for January, so that takes a lot of like pressure off. I feel I can just kind of relax a little bit more for the month, and then we'll get back into everything in February. Evolutions, podcasts, etc. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, so just, so, just prepare, um, prepare shit and whatever and yeah. take it easy. Yeah, of course, you'll have spend some time with uh, with Alicia and well, her family course, and all yeah. that sort of stuff as well while you're there. Yep, yeah, that's it. So she's got time off over Christmas and uh, I think she goes back on the 4th or something. So for the next few days, at least, I'm not doing anything awesome. after this podcast. That's it. Good. That's it. That but time. yeah, it's been okay. It's been okay over here. Um, I've been surprised. Has it been really cold, or I don't think it has, has it? It's been fairly mild. There have been a couple of days where it's been cold, but today is going to be something. Is what is today going to be? Fifteen degrees. Jeez, a lovely really? fifteen degrees Celsius. I'm looking at the window right now, and I see some blue sky peering through the crack, the clouds. And I would tell, I would say it's probably the first time I've seen blue sky in about two weeks. Oh, oh God. So we're, we're going to head into town and just go for a nice little walk this afternoon and nice. maybe get some something to eat for lunch and sit outside. It'll be like a, uh, be like a cool summer's day, wouldn't it? Oh, day? yeah, it'd be lovely. So but it's been... It... Go on. No, you're right. I was going to say uh, it was... Um, we copped 30, 37 here today, which is approximately 100 degrees in the old scale. Oh, lovely! So yeah, so she was Fahrenheit. Nice and, she was nice. Yeah, she was nice and warm. Well, mm, we say the old scale because we used to be Fahrenheit years and years well, when, yeah. I, when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. now we're Celsius. So we always say, you know, yeah. in the old scale. Oh, of course, a lot enough. of places still use Fahrenheit. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been it has been okay. It's been a fa- what they're calling a mild winter. It's actually been fairly. It hasn't been incredibly cold for a lot of the time, which has been nice. Mm. Uh, COVID situation over here is okay. It's not as well. I mean, well. <laughs> almost two hundred thousand cases across the UK yesterday, uh, but here in Cambridge, we found out that we're only doing like two hundred cases a day. Oh, that's good. Which is uh, which is better than Victoria's doing at the moment. Might yeah, say. we're going gangbust. Well, New South Wales is worse at the moment. They're really copping yeah. up. Twelve thousand a day. Yeah, well, nearly nearly thirteen thousand. Twelve thousand seven hundred or something, I think. And we what were we today? We were. Six thousand, five thousand, something. So we'll be up. We'll be Madness. up around. We'll probably up be up around. You know, ten thousand by New Year's Day. I would think. Yeah, probably. It's mad. I've 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 found that a lot of most people are more uh, cautious here than I had expected. You know, the stuff you hear coming out of the UK. Yeah. But I think maybe it's because of where I, particularly where I'm based in Cambridge. Uh, everyone here is fairly learned. Of course, it's the uh, the uh, the university town. Well, you're there, so, so not everybody's really learned. Well, exactly. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Depends on where you go. Just like anywhere in the world. Yeah, exactly. um, but um, but I've, most people have been playing it fairly cautious. I've felt fairly safe. Uh, depending on the place where you go, most people are wearing masks and and actually like distancing and being fairly. Fairly safe about everything, so it's been it's been pretty good here. Uh, we've been able to go to the cinemas and stuff. People aren't really going to cinemas here, so we've gone to a bunch of movies where there's maybe like two other people in the screening, three, four people. We've been into one screening where it was just us two. 
Of course, I saw Spider-Man, which was a packed cinema, which was probably very stupid of me to do. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about that later because um, we're waffling again. But there we go. Oh, we we had, to, had to, had to ca- catch everyone up on what's been going on. Yeah, exactly right. I didn't mention my flight over here actually was really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Because I'd said before I left that I just kept checking like the, the, the seating plan, the flight, and there was no one next to me. Uh, up until you know, I I flew out. I was saying, I just hope no one just decides to sit in this same row. Luckily, the whole way, I did three flights. I did Melbourne to Sydney. There was a guy on the end row, but that was a smaller plane. Um, which I had Wi-Fi on that plane. Crazy the whole awesome. way, like super fast, blazing fast Wi-Fi. Crazy. I was texting you. I was texting Alicia. It was, it was mad. Anyway, welcome to twenty first century. <laughs> and then um, second flight was from Sydney to Darwin and then Darwin to London. And that was kind of considered the one flight and no one in my row. No one. There was hardly, the plane was half empty. I got the whole row to myself on that flight from Darwin to London. I slept for about nine hours, just lied down on the row, pulled my blankets up. I had two blankets, three blankets, because I had three seats worth of blankets. I had three <laughs> pillows. I was living like a king, as close as close to first class as you could get in cattle class. I was living it, man. I was loving it. <laughs> living the life, Dave. Li- I living it. I watched a couple of movies. Uh, I watched Avengers. Well, by the time I'd woken up, had my food, all that kind of shit. I put on Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame back to back on my laptop. Well, I just lied back, had the laptop on my lap, just watching up my nice big new sixteen-inch screen. And I was loving life, man. I was loving it. And by the time those movies were done, back in, I was in London. It's great. Good flight. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The, uh, uh, that'd, that'd be good. I'd, I'd love to have a nice long-haul flight with three seats to myself. Oh, yeah. It's the simple things in life. It's the simple things. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when you look at a spin, what, was the, what were the first-class flights? They were horrendous. Well, like 20000 like, or something. No, that was like ten grand. Uh, but by because I flew in November, so the flights were fairly cheap. I only spent as a little bit over a thousand dollars for my entire flight here, uh, just a one-way trip. Uh, but if you wanted to go first class, it was ten grand. By now, if you wanted to fly out in December, just before Christmas, uh, the first class seats, sorry, the 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 um, the economy seats ballooned up to. Uh, so like three thousand each, and the first class were up to thirty grand each. Oh, Jesus! But you yeah, know somebody who way. paid like ten grand a seat, didn't you, to fly home? Uh, no, it wasn't ten grand a seat. It was ten grand for three people, two people and a baby. Cost them ten grand to get out here. I think that was a return flight though. In a car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's still expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, very. Jesus! But there you go. Uh, anyway, so. Let's get on with the show. I don't want to do a very long one today. Uh, yep. As I said, it's a nice day here in England, so I want to get out and have a walk around and stuff. <laughs> this afternoon, <laughs> it'd be nice. Um, so we're just we're, we're going to do like kind of truncated show today. We'll talk about what movies we've been watching in the kind of uh, period we've been off. A lot of big new movies we've seen. We'll talk about that, TV shows and stuff. We will, of course, do our regular um, uh, Shider All Right but we'll cut out the news segment and all that stuff, and we'll just try and keep everything a little bit tidy today. And when we talk about these movies, we'll try not to waffle on too much because there is a lot to talk about. Yep. 
What a picture. Good, good picture. Yeah. That is so much fun. There you go. What have you been the, watching? Was it the right one? You got it right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. Oh, jeez. I don't know if I'd get that one right or not. <laughs> there you go. That's it. What a picture. What we've been watching this week. So let's talk about uh, what we've been watching. Catalog-wise, uh, this will be easy because not really much other than like a bunch of Christmas movies, on my end at least. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I've not watched catalog movies. <laughs> no. Um, I've I've fallen really far behind on like the stuff Umbrella and um, like uh, 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 Viavision, Imprint, all my distributors have been sending over. I'm falling back. Uh, behind and sort of trying to catch up on all that stuff I need to cover for them. But we're getting them covered. You're helping me out over there doing all the coverage yep. of that stuff. So kind of back in the, up in the new year, we'll try and get all that coverage rolling up again. They've been cool with that. I've spoken to them and like a lot of stuff was coming in late because the postal system was rammed up until about a week ago. Seems to have sorted itself Seems out a little bit Seems to have settled now. a bit now. We're sort of, sending the, we're sort of getting things within a few days as, as opposed to a few yeah. weeks. Yeah, which is nice. So yeah. come up then. So come up in the new year. We'll try and catch up on some of that stuff. But yeah, catalogs. It's literally just a bunch of Christmas movies. We don't have to rattle through them all. They're the same every year. All the yeah, classics. Exactly right. um, and it's past Christmas, so don't need to talk about Christmas stuff. No. I did start. I did start rewatching the Matrix films though, because I want to go and see the new one, mm. uh, Matrix Resurrections. Yep. Uh, so I've watched the first two Matrix. Uh, which were both quite good, both as good as I remember. I haven't watched them for a long time. I used to be obsessed with them. Uh, it's probably been a good 20 years since I watched them, though, and they they held up about as good as I remember. And I'm mm. waiting. I've, I've got to watch the third one, maybe tomorrow, uh, probably tomorrow, and then I want to see the, the, the new one when I get yeah. a chance. Well, I've seen, um, I've, I've, of course, I went to the premiere yes. screening here of that yeah. new one, yeah. and I got a bit lost with it because I didn't watch the... First three, yeah. So you really need you really need to look at those three to, yeah. I just why I sort of wanted to go back because it's been so long and I know they're very complex films. Yeah, they are. And I feel like if it's not like fresh, I won't know what the hell is going on. No, so exactly we'll talk about right. there's there's a lot of flashback stuff during through it, yeah. but it still jumps about a bit and it's hard to sort of keep up and you know if you don't right. have a good understanding of the originals. Mm. Um, which I haven't, I haven't seen them for twenty years, long. probably. So, oh yeah, about the same as me, probably. Yeah, and I, can, I, I feel can't like remember mate... a movie I watched last week, let alone twenty years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. So I've done them. Um, I've had to sign up for what's called Now TV over here. It's a streaming service. It's part of Sky. Yep. So if you don't, you know how with Foxtel at home, you can sign up to Foxtel as the ca- the cable. Yep. Or you can sign up to Binge, which is like Foxtel's streaming service, yeah, yeah. still the same content, but it's just a streamer. This is like Sky's equivalent of Binge. So it's right. now TV. Uh, so I've signed up for like a seven-day free trial, got through a bunch of Christmas movies, and now I'm just like squeezing the Matrix movies in at the end there, oh, uh, cool. which is which is good. We also watched uh, Titanic on Boxing Day. Me and Alicia, we, we re-watched that one for about the bazillionth time. Still a great movie. Still holds up wonderfully. God. Don't give me that. We've been over this. You watched you watched it with me not long ago, and you were like, yeah, "It was actually pretty good." Yeah, I don't know if I could do it often. No, no, it's about, I was I was about well, I was I wasn't sure when I watched it last. I looked at my letterbox. It was around this time last year, mm, <laughs> actually. It's about a, a year. Oh no, two years ago because I watched it with Alicia. So it was twenty right. twenty nineteen. I think we watched it around this time. 
So um, there you go. So that's it for catalog titles. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about television stuff. Newer yep. television stuff. Then we'll get on to like the movies. Yeah, cool. Uh, so TV. We'll briefly go through this. We'll talk about what we what we're thinking about some of this stuff. Of course, the book of Boba Fett kicked off this week on Disney Plus. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? No, not yet. I'll watch it tonight after after we finished here. Okay. Well, I watched it yesterday. It's good. I feel like I don't know. It's really hard to judge by one episode, but I'm enjoying it. I think it's probably. I don't know if it kicks off as good as The Mandalorian. I feel like it's going to be like a slower kind of burn. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. It looks like it's going to explore. There's like a bit of flashback stuff that goes back to like exploring how Boba Fett escapes the Sarlacc pit that he falls into at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. And then there's stuff which is set after the last season of Mandalorian. So it's kind of Mm a bit of both. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good so far. I'm not huge on the Star Wars stuff anymore. I don't know. I've just like kind of gone off it a little bit, well, but so I do enjoy watching it. Some of those, some of those, um, those Marvel series start off fairly slow, but then it was like it was like that for me with um, what one was it? Wonder Vision. The Vision. The first yeah. two or three episodes, I just couldn't get my head into it, but then mm. it picked up, and I really enjoyed the back end of it. Yeah. No, so I think it'll be good. Be it's just well, obviously, it's like a setup episode, so I'd be interested to see how that goes to the rest of the series. Anyway, mm. keen to see what you think of it because you like, you really like the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really enjoyed that. And I and and last night, I I sort of looked at a bit of the last two or three episodes of the Mandalorian just to sort of see where Boba F- Boba Fett came in and right. how we fit into it again. And and then you know, there's that there's that end credit scene after the last episode. Yeah, I watched. I watched probably fifteen twenty minutes, skipping through it, and then and then that then that end scene, end credit scene. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully I'm all caught up with it. Yeah, it should be. I don't think there's too much to know. You just got to know that he falls into a pit at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yep. And now by the end of Mandalorian, he's taken over Jabba's position as right, like the head yeah. of the underworld in Tatooine. That's about it. Yeah, there you go. So it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. I think it's going to be I don't know eight. I don't know how many episodes. Eight maybe. How many episodes is Mandalorian? Can't remember. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah, I think it's yeah, going to be about the same. Uh, we're talking Disney Plus. Hawkeye has just finished last week. That was the last major Marvel one. Mm. What do you think of Hawkeye? I actually really enjoyed it. Or as I like to call it, and annoys Alicia very much. Hawk guy. Hawk guy. Yes, I. Got to watch my hawk guy now. Ah, like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. yeah, I can see how that would annoy you. <laughs> yeah. How no, did actually, you enjoy really hawk guy? No, I did, yeah? I did actually really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I, I, I like that character, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that, that uh, hawk guy character. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I just really yeah, really enjoyed it. In fact, mum, mum enjoyed it as well, so. Yeah, I bet she did. So it was good. She had some Marvel stuff. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I liked what's her it. name? The, the, the girl, what's her name? Um... She was fabulous. Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah, she was She was fabulous. I tell you, it's really weird, though, because we're watching Dickinson yeah, at the same time, the which same we'll talk about thing. in a minute. It's just weird just going between the two shows. It's, like, almost a little bit confusing. Yeah. Because it's like we're in this weird era now where people can be on multiple different TV shows at once. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, back in the day you could have people, like, big, even still now, big movie stars will be in two or three movies a year sometimes, you know? Yeah. And... The way that television's working now, where it's not like you're constantly contracted to be working every single day for a whole year, 
they film a TV show in the space in the period that you would film a movie. So these actors are now getting a chance to just be in multiple different TV series at once. Yeah. So you could be watching Hawkeye one day and then Dickinson the next day. It's the mm. same actor on a different headlining two separate shows. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, even, uh, well, even even that even that Hawk guy. He's and you know he's not just in the Marvel stuff. He's in other stuff as well. Well, yeah, he was, he's on a series at the moment as well. And that's odd, there was a to, series. odd to cut between as well. Yeah, well, I think there, I, I think he was on an HBO series at the moment. Um, oh, right. So, so it's just it's interesting to see these people doing different stuff all at once. Mm. It's not confusing, like you get lost in the story. It's just it's just such a strange way to be consuming media now, I yeah. think. Yeah. Very strange, particularly that's television. Cool. But, yeah, yeah, I really like Talk Guy. Um I've never been a huge fan of the character, uh, but they take the piss out of that. I, I think in the show where he's just a guy with an arrow. Yeah, that's you right. Know, everyone's just like you're just a guy with an arrow. Yep. You know, fighting with the avenge with aliens and shit, and mm. he addresses that pretty well in the show. I think it's a really good character exploration that we've never really had with Clint Barton before. Yep. And I think it's very welcome too because I know when Jeremy Renner, the very first Avengers movie, I don't you know how well you remember it. But he gets brainwashed by Loki fairly early in the movie. Yeah, I remember that. And for about 70, 80% of the movie, he's brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And he was really pissed off by that. Like, at the end of that movie, he's like, I've just spent this whole movie brainwashed. I never really got to flesh out the character. Yeah. I feel like he's never really... You get these little glimpses of the character throughout the movies. But again, the great thing with this Disney Plus stuff is you can really delve into these characters in ways we'd never have before. And I th- I felt like I never felt like a character like Hawkeye was someone who would really hold a movie or a show by himself, uh, but I think they did it really well because they did flesh out this story and it's a human story, which is great too. Now it is this guy who this this normal guy trained assassin, but he's fighting it alongside. Iron Man and the Hulk and etc cetera, etc cetera. but they made it really I don't know I think they just explored his character really well and the, the grief that he has with you know the death of Natasha and um you know following his his stint as the Ronin yeah throughout the blip and all that I think they explored it just really well I really liked it I really mm. liked the series yeah I, I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it yeah, and yeah I really liked Haley Steinfeld too as Kate Bishop I'm really care oh, I loved of course, they brought bit, bit of spoilers here, but everyone's watched it. But spoilers, just just in case. Um, of course, they bring Yelena into it, Florence Pugh's character, yep. who was introduced in Black Widow. Um, good ca- good I thought character. that the That's a really good character. Oh yeah, I th- and I th- felt the way that her and and uh, Kate Bishop worked off each other was just so. Oh great. yeah, yeah. That last episode where yep. they're fighting each other and you yep. know they stop and she's like, "Oh, I loved how you did that black that you know you lift me <laughs> over your head and just so so good. They work so well together and I, I I'm really excited to see. I feel like they're going to pair those characters up in future oh, movies sure. or series or whatever. I'm just keen to see what they do with that because it's very very cool. But I'm waiting for them to announce the Hawkeye Hot Toys now. I've got oh, to get a Kate Bishop, and I feel like I have to get Hawkeye. Because he'll be in the costume that matches the Kate Bishop figure, and I hate, I hate my Age of Ultron Hawk guy figure. I ha- I've always hated it. It's a crap figure. Yeah, it's a crap figure. And he's just got that outfit that he wears in Age of Ultron is crap. The head sculpt is crap, and I only bought it because I needed a Hawk guy for my collection. 
So now I feel like I can sell it and buy the new one. I'll be happy. I'll be content. As long as they... Are they putting one out? Well, I don't know. They haven't announced it, but I assume so. I wouldn't be selling it until you know. Well, I won't be selling it until no, exactly. I pre-order it, and then the and then the figure arrives three years later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so Hawkeye's good. We are watching Emily and Parry season two at the moment. Yep. Don't forget, you have to pronounce it Emily and Parry. It's supposed to supposed to rhyme. Mm-hmm. It's uh, trashier than ever. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's oh, trashier trash. than ever. Yeah, it's trash. Um, how are you feeling about this season? I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you enjoy it? I'm enjoying it too. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. And it's good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Just trashy, easy to watch television. Yeah. Dickinson season three rounded out. How did you feel about the third season of Dickinson? We've really, really enjoyed this show so far. I this is the I, final season. I didn't mind it. I thought it, I thought it got a yeah. little bit weak towards the end. Yeah. And it wasn't as good as the first two seasons, but still enjoyed it. Yeah, I felt the same. I I was getting very tired of it by the end. Mm. I felt like the quirkiness of it had worn off. Like the um, what would you call it? The sort of uh, yeah, just that that the the novelty of it kind of felt yeah. like it worn off a little bit by the end. Um, and they, they sort originally of planned- it, it sort of felt like they p- tried to push it a bit further as well. That quirkiness. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, there's that episode where they time travelled. I thought, what the yeah, hell is yeah, going on was, here? That was pretty shit. Yeah, that would that was the point where I was like, I think this show, I think this show has just jumped the shark. <laughs> um, but it kind of it didn't feel, I don't know, it didn't feel out of place, which is weird. But it just was just almost like pushed a little too far in that direction. Um, but like, I liked it. I just felt like the novelty had worn off by the end, and I was just like, when's this show? I just want the show to end. And it ended, I felt, on a little bit of a, just a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, I don't know. Bit. Yeah, it did a bit. Um, but from what I've read, I mean, people who are fans of Emily uh, Dickinson, I uh, thought it was a good ending because if you know anything about the the real Emily Dickinson, she spent most of her life in recluse in her bedroom writing. Mm-hmm. And she died fairly young. So I feel like the show wraps that portion up where it gets her to a period where she's now just going to live out the rest of her life in her bedroom. Right. And that's the kind of feeling you get with that last... Um, because a lot, because a lot of literary people over the years have questioned how did someone who has not seen very much of the world write such great poetry? Mm. And I think the show positions the fact that it's just someone who had a really great imagination. Yeah, exactly. You know, with that last scene where she looks at the, uh, the painting and has this vivid kind yep. of weird Trip. dream sequence. Yeah. 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 So it kind of is like, well, she's spent all her life in this room, but it's just this imagination. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Mm. Um, it was good. Good little show. It was good. Worth I, a watch. We, we enjoyed it. We we uh, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, I just I just felt it got a little bit. I tried to push that quirkiness a bit too far towards the end. Yeah, but it had worn off. At yeah, that and point, they were sort I of found, yeah. they were sort of you know clutching at straws and some out some episodes trying to make them work and they didn't. Didn't really yeah. work that well, and but I still enjoyed it. Still yeah, enjoyed I still enjoyed it. That's all right. Um, another one, uh, The Great. How much of this have you watched? The second season, of The Great. Uh, this one, I feel like you keep forgetting about. Yeah, I do. Um, I think we've done f- five episodes now. Right. So I watched what, the whole season. Is there ten? And I've ten or twelve episodes. Yeah. Mm. Um, I felt about the same with that too. I felt like 
the novelty's worn off a bit. Yeah. It's a bit long in the tooth. Um, it's still fun. It's still really good, really fun little show. But I just, mm. I felt like I'm not enjoying these things as much as like the first seasons. I feel like you yeah. know, the novelty's worn off a bit. They're feeling yeah. a little bit... Uh, particularly if you compare The Great and Dickinson, I feel like they're a very similar kind of show in that kind of humour and yep. kind of thing. And I feel like now we've had a lot of that kind of stuff recently. And I don't know, just sort of yeah. worn a bit thin. But yeah, still enjoyed that. it. And I'm looking forward to return to that for season three. And I think I think that the great would work better as as if the, if the episodes were a bit shorter. Instead of I being, think that's my problem. Instead of fifty eight minutes or fifty five minutes, yeah. it should be forty. Yeah, you know, cut, cut, I think cut ten or fifteen minutes off, and I think that'll work a bit better. I'll tighten I up. Think, and, I think that's my problem because it feels like just that it feels like something that would work as like a really short form yeah. comedy sitcom series yeah. as opposed to yeah an hour long episodes yeah. which is like because i was trying to get them out of the way because i had i'd been given screeners for them and i had no way to watch a show over here but i was able to access the screeners i was yeah. like i'm gonna watch the screeners before they time out so i was like like pushing myself through them and it's not always the best way to enjoy something when you're like forcing yourself to get through something yeah, especially when you don't like, not really in the mood for it. But yeah, so I got through that. It's good. I'm looking forward to see what they do with season three. Al Fanning is still um, incredible, mm. and uh, Nicholas Holt as well, really He's great, and all the supporting love characters. Yeah, another show. Uh, well, actually, I think that rounds out everything that we've watched together. Yep. You at the moment are watching Yellowstone. Yeah, I got, got to see one the first left. like. You've got one left. I got to see two before I went. There's absolutely no way for me to watch it here. Um, season two hasn't even aired here, so oh, I'm gonna have to wait until I get home to watch Yellowstone. Anyway, what are you thinking uh, of Yellowstone? <laughs> love it, yes, yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, it just gets better and better. This is what um, season four, uh, three. No, this is four, four. Yeah, season four. Yeah, so they they haven't played season two or three here in the UK. Really? I think. Didn't yeah, so uh, didn't he? Didn't we watch it on one platform here and then it went to Stan? No, we watched it on DVD. Well, we watched the Blu-rays and then had to watch Stan for season oh, three. okay. Yeah. So I sort of felt that it only went on Stan at season three. No, it's been on Stan the whole time. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah but no, that's, that's fantastic. And I've only got the uh, final episode to go now, which will be on Monday. That's good. It doesn't drop till Monday, oh, yeah. I'm looking well, forward Looking forward to the, to the finish too. It looks building to a I good bet. finish. I bet. Oh, uh, that'll give me something to watch when I get home. At are they um, are they doing more after this season? I haven't heard, but I imagine I haven't heard that it's the last season. Oh. So unless it gets cancelled, well, actually, no, because they're doing like all these spin-offs and stuff. So I couldn't imagine they'll be cancelling it. It's obviously a very popular show. Oh, that's the uh, eighteen eighty three. Is that what it's called? Yeah, they've got two in production. Has that started here yet? Don't know. I have to I look into I it. I think I saw an ad for it the other day. I don't think it'll be on at the same time. I imagine it might start afterwards. I'll look oh, into okay. it. Mm. But there's two there's two spin-off series coming. One is like a prequel, which like um, is the story of like the Dutton, the original Duttons, how they um, acquired the land and shit, bought the acquired the land and all that back in the 1800s. 1883. And then there's an 1883, and then there's another one, which is named after the ranch. Can't remember the name of the ranch Four at the sixes. moment. Something like that. Four yeah. sixes. And yeah, Four Sixes Ranch, yeah. Which is a real ranch. Yep. And the guy who created this series bought bought the ranch 
and he's been filming parts of this season of Yellowstone on Four Six. Uh, isn't that part of the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, they've got someone working at the Four yeah, Sixes ranch. Yeah. Well, so there's, now there's, there's one character that works at Dutton, and he's not. He's a cowboy. He's not a real cowboy. He's learning to be a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. they 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 shuffle him off to this other ranch to learn how to become a cowboy, and he comes that's back right. as a good cowboy. So it sounds like it'll be a spin-off of that then, probably. Right. Nice tax write-off for him. Let's make a series <laughs> yeah. about my ranch that I've my million <laughs> multi-million dollar ranch that I've just bought. He paid like six six million or something for it, or I don't know something mad. It's probably, probably more than that, to be honest. Probably. Uh, so that's Yellowstone. I would look forward to checking that out once I get home. Yep. Um, me and Alicia watched You, the third season of You on Netflix, which is that one about that weird stalker man. Mm-hmm. This season, he has he's been married, and his girlfriend's just as much. Well, his his wife is just as much of a psychopath as him. <laughs> and um, oh, it's both, great. It's such, they're both psychopaths then. Yeah, it's a really good show. It is such a good show. It's trashy as hell as well. Uh, this is a show they did the first season um, on some network. I think it was the Warner... It wasn't CW. It was one of Warner Brothers' kind of like drama networks over in the US, and it didn't do very well. And then Netflix picked it up a couple of years later, and it became one of the highest-viewed TV shows on Netflix ever. So now Netflix have made two seasons of it. Um, and right. it's like one of Netflix's most popular shows. So good. You would really enjoy it. So maybe that's your next thing to get on what's, to. What's that on here? Netflix? Netflix, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so fun. And the guy in it is, is awesome, Penn Bagley. He's just such an absolute creep. But it's such a fun, such a fun show. He's very mm. good. Very good. Season three was great. We really enjoyed that one. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, it's no issue no, you've been a psychopath and your wife not being, so they might as well both be. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Very. <laughs> it's so good. It goes in all these weird little twisted directions and you never really quite know where it's going. It's yeah. very good. And and again, there's going to be another season of that. So oh, I'm hanging for that. Hang oh, cool. There's been such a lot of great TV on at the moment. You'll you've to, been you'll, watching... You'll have, to, you'll have to remind me because I'll forget, I'll forget that one. I'll put it in your little... In I've little set you up with your... Your calendar. Yep. I've set him up with a calendar where I've got all the every date that one of his shows goes on <laughs> television, so he can check his calendar every day. And oh yeah, I've got this yep. to watch tonight. Yep. Yeah, working well. Yep, working real Good. well. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> apart from the apart from the great, because you only put one entry in for the great. Well, that's the problem. Started, so. Well, that's the problem with these next Netflix shows when yeah, they yeah. dump every episode at once. It's yep. hard to. Unless you want me to put a reminder. No, no, every no that's week okay. I'll just, so. I'm just going to try and remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm to remember because because I only remembered. I think I'd watched one or two episodes, and then I was looking. What's it on Netflix? I think. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking. Oh shit! The greats there. I've got to. I've got to get right. back onto that. So yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's in right. the it's in the head now. So we'll remember that's it. That's good. We'll get it done. Yeah. You also watched. Uh, we were going to start this yesterday, and then we didn't in the end. Uh, the Shrink Next Door. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no really good. You love, you love Paul. Uh, what's his name? Paul Rudd. Paul. Yeah. Paul Ant Man. Paul Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and Will Ferrell, and yeah. they, they they work together really beautifully. Yeah. Um, once you see it, you'll understand what I'm saying, and they, you know, you just you just get to a point where you just want. Will's character to just give him a smack in the head, you know? Yeah. And say, wake up, man, wake up. Look what this guy's doing yeah. to you sort of thing. So, That's but yeah, I think yeah. you'll really enjoy that. You'll really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we've just, we've, well, as I said, we've been watching 
a few things and it's just like trying to find the time to get this next one started. Uh, so that's kind of the next one I want to do. But we were going to start it yesterday and then we end up watching a movie instead, which we'll yeah. talk about soon. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really keen to check that out. And that's on Apple TV Plus yep. at the moment. What is it, eight episodes or something? Ten episodes? Uh, I can't remember. <clears throat> eight, I think. Yeah. I think it was eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, but it was really good. Really, that. really, uh, really enjoyable. Yeah, we'll start. It's like a and drama, comedy drama sort but the of. The funny, funny thing is at the at the front, you know, how at the front of a show they have a disclaimer that you know, yeah, yeah, that it's, um, uh, you know, any 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 um, uh, what do you call it? Any relationship between a real, yeah. you know, one of these characters and a real person is purely coincidental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it says something like that it's based on based on real events, yeah. and then it mm. says, <laughs> you know, it's. Purely coincidental if it's if it you know yeah right if it's um, you know remind you of anybody sort of thing so it's, yeah. yeah it's really funny we look at that and laugh every time yeah that was really yeah, poorly looking, explained but you know. yeah yeah no no I get what you mean yeah yeah no look I am looking forward to that so we will get started on that this week but we did start a show this week uh, which everyone has been telling us about and I've the internet exploded. Uh, a few weeks ago because the last episode of season three was apparently one of the best pieces of television anyone's ever seen. So we started this show, uh, Succession. It's an HBO series, uh, which has been running for three years. So we've started, obviously, at the beginning, season one. We've watched, I think, three episodes so far, and it's very good, but it's very slow. Very slow. And we've been told... It takes maybe four or five episodes to to kick into uh, to kick into shape. Yep. So really can't see where it goes, but people are saying this is like one of the best shows ever. Look on IMDb, it's got an eight point eight. Sure, that's good. And so uh, what's, it, what's it what's it about? Um, it's this family, very wealthy family. You can imagine it's perhaps based on the Murdochs. Right. Where there's this guy who runs the head of the family owns this multimedia empire, right? And he has this sort of health crisis, and ends up having to step down from his role in the company, and his family has to come in and take over the company. Okay. And he's got three sons and a daughter, and they end up having to decide the succession plan for him. Right. Okay. Trying to figure out who's going to run the company yep. and who's the CEO, who's the CCO, who's going to fit in where. And it's sort of this internal politics within this family of how this company is going to run. And, of course, when the father steps down and the son comes in charge, you know, this is in the first couple of episodes, all the stocks in the company start Crashing, shooting down. Yeah. yeah. So now they have to figure out how the hell they're going to keep this company running in this sort of it's really quite interesting you have to be kind of like in the mood for it's very political very like but it's very good the writing is very incredible sounds uh, you like just right to, up my alley yeah I think you really love it I feel like we're going to really love it too once it kicks into shape apparently it goes just absolutely mental so mm. yeah I'm keen it's got a really great cast it's got Brian Cox Oh, not awesome. the science one, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the other one the actor one <laughs> yeah. he's like the he's the head of the family um, it's got Kieran Culkin, uh, who is, of course, Macaulay Culkin's Macaulay's brother, yeah. yeah, who was also in Home Alone. 
Uh, Nicholas Braun, you'd know him by face. Matthew McFadden, you know him by face. Yep. And Alan Ruck is in there. Oh, really? Cameron from um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. Yeah, he's in it. He's obviously much older now, but mm-hmm. uh, he's very, very good. Jeremy Strong is in it. You know him by, na- uh, by yeah, face. And Sarah Snook, who is uh, an Australian actress, and she's incredible. Mm. Uh, such a great cast, really great ensemble cast. You'll so really what, love it. So you what's that on? It. Apple? Did you say Apple? No, that's a HBO thing, so I think it's probably going to be on Foxtel. I think you'll probably find it on the streaming section of Foxtel. Right, okay. Perhaps. I imagine that's where it, where it is over there. But yeah, check that out. Apparently it just gets really, really good. Really good. Mm, sounds, sounds, uh, sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Apparently mm. it's similar to Suits, I think, but people are saying it might be better than Suits. I'm not sure. Oh, so. okay. Uh, but yeah, it's very good so far, and we'll probably watch. You know, we'll try and watch one of them a day because Alicia likes to watch one episode of a show at a time. So it's what, like just one episode. Longer, yeah, to make it last longer. So it's like gotta watch one episode of it. So I said, okay, I don't mind. Usually, I put like to binge stuff. So I said, okay, that's fine. We'll watch one show a day, but we're gonna have multiple shows going at once. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you can get because I said there's so much stuff we gotta watch. There's no way you get through everything. You're just watching one episode. I said. We can watch multiple shows at once, and that way, you know, you're sort of getting through multiple shows at the same time. It works okay. It's almost like, you know, you've got one episode of a show to watch every week. And then, you know, we'll watch Succession, and then we'll watch Emily in Paris, and then whatever. You've got Succession. There you go. Yep. What's that on? Foxtel? It's Foxtel. Very good. Yeah, you enjoy it. Get on it. Get on it. I think mum will probably enjoy it too. Lucky I kept Foxtel for a little bit because they gave it to me. Real show. Yeah. So there's that. Anyway, that's really good. Um, here's another show we both watched. Um, we got to be careful because we've we could talk about this for hours, oh, yeah, and we have, and we've. I want to cap this show off in the next forty minutes. <laughs> um, but of course, Disney Plus's uh, incredible docu series, uh, The Beatles Get Back, mm. by the wonderful Peter Jackson, who has pulled together this incredible. Eight hour, as it turned out, mini series on the Beatles, uh, their their final, well, their second last recording, penultimate recording sessions, uh, for the Get Back album, and oh, wasn't it just a it was fantastic. work of art? Fantastic! It was worth the wait. Yeah, we waited and waited and waited for it, and it was really worth the wait. The only the only thing I could say was it would have been better if he had of instead of what was it three episodes. Instead of being three episodes, yeah. make it four, maybe five episodes and just stretch mm. it out a bit longer so that you're not sitting through two and a half hours at a time. You go through, you know, an hour and a half to two hours at a time. Yeah. Um, that was that was my only issue. Even as like a diehard, Be- even as diehard Beatles fans, yeah. it felt like two, two and a half hours an episode was a little excessive. Yep. Like I love the idea that they gave us eight hours. Like originally it was supposed to be a movie. So it was going to be like a two, two and a half hour movie. And then they said, no, we're going to turn it into a six hour mini series. And then when it came, the big surprise was, no, this thing's fucking eight hours long, Mm. Um, which is great. I would, I'd watch, I'd sit through more of it, but two, two and a half hour episodes is very, was pushing it a lot. Yeah. And I've heard from people who aren't diehard Beatles fans who are like, fucking hell, I got to sit through these really long episodes where I'm going to find the time. That was Alicia, wasn't it? That sort of thing. Well, Alicia, yeah. Well, Alicia watched most of it with me. She's sort of playing playing games on her phone most of the time, but was kind of interested, would pop in and out 
and be interested in little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people would be like that, though, if you're not a diehard fan. Yeah, probably. I think I'm going to be but sitting it, through it again soon because Brenda next door wants to watch it, and she oh, doesn't really? have she doesn't have what's it on? Disney, Disney Plus. She doesn't have Disney right. Plus. And I said, "Well, you come and come in here and watch it. I'll watch it again." So <laughs> yeah, after after Christmas, after New Year. So I think in the New Year yeah. she'll she'll want to come, come in. in. That's three okay. Nights in a I'll row. watch it. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. No, I loved it. I thought it was great. And, of course, this is like the holy grail. We've spoken about this on length. It's the holy grail for Beatles fans. Yep. This is the missing footage that's been in a vault for years that everyone's wanna, wanted to see about, you know, yeah. the tumultuous get-back sessions, the ones yeah. that, you know, tore the band apart. And it couldn't have been further from the truth in the end. Well, yeah, to a, to a degree. I mean, you know, you always had that... that um Perception that it was Paul that caused the breakup of the Beatles, yeah. and Yoko and all that sort of stuff. But you know, that yeah. really wasn't what happened, you know. I mean, we won't go into it because we'll be here for the yeah, next yeah. four hours yeah. talking about it. Yeah. You know? um, but there was some truth to it. Well, I feel like I feel like the the sessions have had a bad rap because these are the ones that broke the Beatles apart. The Beatles said they had a horrible time making the album, but the most part of it. You know, they're getting along and they're playing their mates. This is what they've been saying, you know, in the advertisement yeah. for it. It's like their yeah. mates, they're getting along, they're having fun. They're playing songs that they wrote together when they were 16 years old and just having a blast. But you can see that there are these small cracks that are there mm. that then lead to what would eventually break yeah. the band up yeah, exactly. over the next two or three months. But it's it's um, like it's so, like you, you can see you can see they're still really close and they're really good mates. Yeah. But the business gets in the way. And the, yeah. and it's always that sort of the financial side of something that that can really destroy a relationship with people. Yeah, I mean it destroys marriages and everything, you know. So you can understand mm. that when you've got a business like the Beatles had, you know, with Apple Corps and and the business of the Beatles, mm. you can see how how it can go awry really quickly. Yeah, and you can understand. You can see Paul wanted to try and keep it all together, and he wanted mm. to keep the business side of it going, but John was more interested in having a more relaxed life and, and, you know, at one point Paul Paul said that if it came down, for John, if it came down came down between the Beatles and Yoko, Yoko wins. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it was. Ringo was pretty cool. Yeah. He just he just went along with the flow, yeah. you know. <laughs> just chilled. Um, and then there were other other issues with, with George and yeah. between George and Paul more than more than anything, you know. Yeah. Paul kept shooting yeah. him down and whatever, but anyway. Yeah, well, like I said, there's like these little cracks George mm. leaves, then comes back, and they patch everything up, and then, but you just know how the story ends three months yeah. later. So all the little cracks are there, but they sort of patch it up at the end, and they're getting along, and then you just know shit's going to hit the fan, which is yeah. kind of the sad part about it at the end, because it is, you, as you said, there's just such a tight-knit group of friends, and they really do love each other and want to yeah. get along, but there's just something yeah. that's going to get in the way. But the, it, I would love to see, I would have loved them to keep filming the Abbey Road sessions. Oh, that uh, because appa- apparently what happened there was that Yoko Ono d- decided to install a bed in the studio. Oh, so yeah. she could essentially live in the studio with them and she was in the bed and just sleeping and just lying around and that was another one of those things that was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it would be interesting. But, yeah, so it's the Beatles get back. We'll cap that there. We'll just fucking talk well, one about of the, that one of, the, one of the really interesting things I found about right. it was George having written a lot of his music. And I was yeah. reading, I was reading, reading in that um, the All Things Must Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
what the do you book, call it? Yeah. booklet thing with the album, yeah, with the album um, that he'd been writing stuff from about 1965. Mm. Um, that the Paul was just dismissing and all that sort of stuff. So that, that yeah. I found that really interesting and in how he wanted to well, you, you make s- a solo album while he was still at the Beatles. And well, you saw that in the show anyway, where his yeah. ideas just keep getting shut down. Yep. And then exactly. he discusses it with John. He's like, "I'd like to just. I'm sick of writing songs that get shut down. I'm sick of writing songs for other people." Mm. I just want to write my own songs and make my own album and see what my own songs sound like by themselves. Yeah. And then John said, yeah, it's probably a good idea for all of us. Yep. Which is the beginning yep. of that. But anyway, let's cap that there because we'll that. just go on forever. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's talk about new movies that we've we've had the chance to see. Great thing here in the UK. Uh, we've got this cinema chain here uh, in Cambridge called The Light. I don't think they have many of them. I think there's maybe six cinemas sort of in some of the smaller towns. I think it's an offshoot of a larger chain called Cineworld. I believe the guy that used to run Cineworld now runs The Light or something like that. Um, But we've got one here and they have like uh, what's called their Infinity Card. £15. You pay £15 per month and you get unlimited movies. You don't got to pay for a movie at all. Go to the cinema, you use your infinity card, you get a free ticket. So Are you listening, ticket Village? Part... Hoyts, you listening? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. No one does it at home. But no. apparently most of the major chains here do this. I believe they do in America. I think AMC has a has a, a loyalty program like this or did. Um, but yeah, so we pay £15. Some movie tickets here can range between £5 and £10. So by the time we've seen two movies... We've already got benefit from the card, and we saw like four or five movies. Wow, maybe six movies on this card. We're just like getting free movies basically every month. So good, good you get twenty percent off your concessions. So we go, we get real cheap popcorn, and uh, it's been great. We've been really enjoying it, and um, I think the price goes up in a couple of months, like seventeen pound or something. But that's oh, jeez. (laughs) <laughs> the only the only thing so it's like thirty dollars and you get like thirty dollars is the price of one ticket at home at the cinema now. Pretty much, yeah. So we pay thirty bucks and then get as many movies as we want. The only the only thing is if you want to go and see a movie in the IMAX, you've got to pay a little extra. Uh but it's still a discounted rate. So like IMAX tickets here are about fifteen, sixteen pounds. Um with the Infinity Card you only have to pay five pounds, six pounds. Which is like ten dollars awesome. for an IMAX ticket, which are about forty dollars at home. Mm. whatever they are now. So anyway, we've been uh, getting ourselves to the cinema to see all the bigger stuff, the bigger stuff. And while you're at home, I've still been sending you along to the the preview screenings and stuff. Yeah. Yep. So you've been enjoying that? Oh, it's been fantastic. It's been a couple I haven't been able to get to, but um, I've gotten to most of them. Well, yeah, most of them. You've you've seen quite a few. Let's, Let's get the... Let's get the biggest one out of the way. Spider-Man No Way Home. Good. Loved it. Here's some stats on this one. This has been out for, what, three weeks? It's crossed $1.2 billion globally. Oh, in a pandemic. It makes it... What's that? In a pandemic. In a pandemic. Yeah, wait, I'll get get to that. So this is three in three weeks. That makes it, I think, the... Third fastest film ever to cross one billion dollars. 
third fastest ever to cross $1 billion. Oh, it's currently the 21st highest grossing movie of all time. That will just rocket up that list as the longer it's in cinema. It's not even open in China yet. Keep that in mind, which is a huge market. Mm. Uh, and they love Spider-Man over in Asia. They love Spider-Man over in Asia. So I think that could be huge in China. It's oh. the highest grossing Spider-Man movie ever. Uh, it's the first film since Rise of Skywalker in, two, in 2019 to cross a billion dollars, which obviously m- makes it the only film of the pandemic era to hit this milestone. Um, and the previous uh, the previous record for pandemic box office was No Time to Die, the last James Bond, 774 million. So it's absolutely blasted that mm. by about 400 million already in three weeks. So... It's huge. Yeah. Cool. Like I, that's, like that's I said. That's incredible. Could you imagine what it would have done if it was non-pandemic? That's the yeah, case. I feel like it would have done I feel like it would have done better, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would have championed Endgame, which crossed, which was almost $3 billion. Mm. I don't feel like it would have got that much, but I feel like it probably would have done, yeah, it would have done a lot better, which is crazy to think because mm. this is insane. This is already Sony Pictures' highest grossing film of all time. As well, so well they were smart. They were smart hooking up with uh, Marvel, then weren't they? Exactly right. <laughs> exactly That's exactly why right. they did it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Like I said, every cinema screening we've been in, there's been like maybe at most ten other people in the session. This one, I went on opening morning, and it was packed. Yeah. Absolutely packed. Yep. Probably very stupid of me to do it in the pandemic, but I was very surprised. They've just introduced a mask mandate for cinemas, which is very good. So almost everyone in the cinema was wearing masks, which I was very surprised by and very happy with. I double masked. I got to sit over in a over in the side. I had a whole row to myself. So the cinema was like probably ninety five percent capacity, but I had a whole row to myself. There was no one in the row behind me. Couple of people in front of me. I just felt like I was in a fairly safe position. Huge, I saw it on the IMAX screen, so a huge cinema. It's like a three-year-old cinema. Maybe three or four years ago, they installed the IMAX. Uh, when I was here the first time, actually. And, well, maybe the second time. Um, and it's well ventilated. It just felt very safe to be there. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, full cinema, and it was great. The uh, the, the screening I was in, the, uh, the preview screening, that was yeah. probably... That wasn't full. That would have been probably 70% maybe, 65, 70% full. Interesting. So, you know, there was all the, I had, I had, you know, seat either side of me and all that sort of shit. So, Mm. interesting. That wasn't wasn't an issue. Well, I've seen it twice now. I saw it um, two days ago for my second screening. We went IMAX again because Alicia wanted to see it. And um, there was probably only, I think I counted 15 other people in that session. Yeah. So, but the last two weeks we haven't been able to get in. Well, we have, but all the sessions have been pretty jam packed. Oh, really? And yeah, we were just like, I've risked it once going and seeing this in a big session. Mm. I don't really want to do it again. So we just sort of waited for the crowds to crowds to die down. We went to a 10 a.m. session a couple of days ago, and like 15 other people in there, and it was, uh, yeah, it was good. It's easy. Did did, and, uh, did Alicia enjoy it? Yeah, she really liked it. Oh, that's good. She really liked it, which is good. I made her watch because she's not she's watched um Homecoming, 
she's watched Infinity War Endgame, had not seen Far From Home, wasn't very interested in watching it. Right. Um, so I made her watch, uh, and she has not seen any of the Toby Spider-Man or Andrew Spider-Man films. <laughs> so I made her sit through like a recap on YouTube. It's like a 15 minute thing. It recapped all of the Spider-Man movies. She's like, I don't need to, I don't need to watch these recaps. She says that I, I bet Toby and Andrew are not even going to be in the movie that much. I was like, yeah, but there's other things you need to just sort of understand what's happened in the past movies. She's like, all right, all right, we'll watch it. And then, you know, once the villains start coming into the movie, you've got your Green Goblin, you've got your Sandman, you've got, uh, uh, you know, the Lizard, you've got all these old villains coming yep. in, and they come in, they're talking about, all oh, the last time I faced up against Spider-Man, all these are references to the old movie. I turned to Alicia, I was like, are you happy I made you watch those recaps? She was like... Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the Sandman comes up. She goes, "Oh, that's the Sandman." I was like, "Yep, that's the Sandman." <laughs> so she Rock, kind of Doctor Rock, Doc Ock, Electro. Yeah. So she had an idea of who they were, and right. the recaps were very good. So it was just sort of recapped the movie and showed you when they go up against Spider Man and right. how they died at the end of the movies and whatever. So it gave her the understanding of what she needed for those right. characters yep. without having to watch seven movies yeah. and then got the recap up on the marvel cinematic universe spider-man ones the toby's the the, the tom spider-man films and they were just youtube um, things you're watching yeah it's just a youtube video yeah. just a guy yeah. on just a guy on youtube mm. um i can't remember the name of the channel but it's really good if you look them up uh, it was like 15 minutes recapped all the movies and it was really good um so yeah really loved it really loved it i loved it loved it loved it loved it and the interesting thing is, well, well, you go. How did, what did you what did you feel about it? Uh, about the f- Spider Man, I yeah. just loved it. I, I just thought it was mm. one of the one of the best Marvel films to to have, to have been yeah. made. And the way they yeah. the way they blended the three Spider Man and the interaction yeah. between them, and mm. I just really enjoyed it. Really did the, enjoy it. Now we were both very skeptical about this film. Oh, incredibly. The whole time, yeah, saying this sounds cool, but if they don't pull this off in the right way, it's yep. going to be an absolute clusterfuck. I feel like a lot of people were the same uh, because it's one thing to go, oh, hey, we're going to do the multiverse, but to pull it off properly is like another thing. Mm. And in a way, it kind of was like that old gag that I used to do. Oh, open a portal. Oh, it's Toby. Oh, open another portal. It's Andrew. They kind of did that, but they did it in kind of a just a... Yeah. They did it very well. They did it very they did well. It, they did a great job, I thought. But as we always say, just trust Marvel. Just trust put Marvel, your trust I mean, in them. They've, they they've very barely ever let us that, down. Yeah. Um, so I loved it. There's just so much you could say about it, but we'll uh, we'll try not to bang on too long. But yeah, no, loved right. it. And like the first first superhero movie I ever saw in a cinema was the first Spider Man, Toby Spider Man film. Spider-Man. So for me, it was like this uh, like circle of life moment where I got to see all the spider the Spider Man of my childhood. Yep. With the Spider Man of my youth, adolescence. Yep. And the Spider-Man of my adulthood all coming together. It's just yep. so fucking good. I yeah, just yeah. loved it. Yep. Just very, just like emotional film. So many emotional moments that just throws back to like great things in the past. That the way they so, sort of give you a little bit of a backstory to the, where these characters have been over the years. And mm. 
the way they got to tie up kind of plot points from the old movies and it's just it was a movie for the fans yeah and and, it even, just... and, and even the way they blended the blended the villains together oh yeah you know the way they they interacted with each other and yeah. came into the same world and all that sort of stuff i just thought yeah. it was fabulous i, I thought so they did a great job of it yeah yeah that was fantastic i, lo- I loved as you said before the interaction between the three yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, it's yep. just so good. Little yep. gags and just, they just work together. So, yeah, and you could good. tell that they were just having the fucking time of their life. Yeah. 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 All of them. What, 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 they missed an opportunity though. They didn't have, they didn't have, um, you know, Toby's girlfriend or. Yeah. I was, uh, inter- yeah, I was. Andrews or whatever. Because there were, rumors... that would have been an interesting sort of. Yeah. I think there were rumors that, um, Kirsten Dunst and um, Emma Stone were sort of in the area at the time they were filming the movie. And I think there were maybe photos of them had surfaced or something and there were uh, rumours that, yeah, maybe they were going to be in the movie, but I think they were maybe just filming other projects oh, right. at the same time. But, yeah, was that, yeah I, I would have liked to have seen have uh, Mary Jane and... Gwen Stacy come through and do something with it. Well, Gwen Stacy died in the last movie, so oh, you I mean, hey. but back. I think, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. I mean, they brought Norman back and mm. all the other ones. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Now we, d- you said in your screening, which was a critic screening, people were going wild in the. Oh audience. man! Every time, uh, every time a new character arrived, like when yeah. when uh, Andrew Garfield came in, they just went yeah. nuts, cheering yeah. and clapping, yeah. and then the same with Toby, and then each of the each yeah. of the old villains and stuff came through, mm. and then when certain things happened during the film, they'd go nuts, and it was just it yeah. was incredible, incredible. And that's so that's so rare for a critic screening. Yeah, you don't well, really think, get that. Look, I think I think there was probably a lot of. Um, Maybe competition winners or something as well in there. Yeah, it was probably like a fan event. Yeah, maybe yeah. it could have been something like that. With uh, but there were a lot of there were a lot of critics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, reviewers and whatever in there as well. That you know, the twins yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, sometimes they'll things. well sometimes they'll do what's called the fan event, which is the premiere, and they yeah. invite a bunch of fans into it as yep. well as uh, critics and reviewers and and shit like that. Quite but yeah, few, my session. Quite a few people dressed up and. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think we've, I think we've, we've I think we went to one where there was a, a, a guy dressed as a Spider Man with a backpack and all, he was there again on that sure. in that one and Oh yeah. So yeah, so there was a few. There's a few. Mm. It's good. Yeah, that's good. good. We um uh my screening, the first one I went to was the very first screening of the first day and uh yeah, people were going wild. Yeah. Uh, clapping and screaming and yeah. just I loved it. There's been a bit of a discourse on Twitter at the moment. Some people who are like, "No, if you go and see a movie, you got to sit 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 down and shut the fuck up." Right? Mm-hmm. But I fucking a movie like this, man, I think it, you just got to enjoy that experience of the cinema. It's a culmination of 20 years worth of movies that have meant so much to so many people. And this is like a movie that no one ever thought we'd ever get. Yeah. And, you know, I came out of Endgame. Endgame is another movie where the audience goes fucking wild. You know, Captain America picks up the hammer and everyone's like, fuck! Yeah. You know, I knocked over my box of popcorn at that moment because <laughs> I just shat my pants. I was like, uh, ah! 
and knocked over my popcorn. You know, it's that kind of. And I came out of that movie like I'm never going to be. I'm never going to experience a movie like that ever again. Because yeah. that was the culmination of twelve years of these films. But then this movie has Spider-Man come out of absolutely fucking nowhere. No one has ever expected this would ever happen. I never thought Tobey Maguire would return to the role. Never thought Andrew Gar. We thought Andrew Garfield had lost his shot of ever playing Spider-Man yep. ever again. And it's just like you got to embrace that kind of thing, and I think that's what cinema's about—just going in there and really just fucking just eating it up. Yeah. And my second screening was more subdued; no one was cheering or anything. I think that's okay, but I feel like it's—I feel like some movies, like if I went to see, like maybe I don't know what's another House of Gucci, mm. and people were yeah, 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 I'd be like, sit the fuck down, shut yeah. up, sit down. I think it depends on the movie. I think it depends on the film. Like, if it's Spider-Man, it's a big event movie, especially if it's a fan screening. Like, my screening, first day, first session, first day, early morning, you're going to expect fans to be there and cheering and whooping and just loving it. Later Mm. sessions, I feel like it's going to be more subdued because it's people who, you know... But I don't see a problem with that. I think it's... I think it's great. I think just enjoy it. Just get involved. I wasn't standing and whooping, but I was like, yeah, I'm there by myself in a row by myself. Like, yes, you, woo, yeah. Just loving it. Just getting involved. You know what I'm like. I'd like to go watch a film and just enjoy the film. I don't want distractions and shit. Uh But with with all that going on around me, I actually really enjoyed it and thought you people are just absolutely loving this and making this film for me. I think it's great. It was really good. Don't nah, be a really and, and go to one of these big... Martin Scorsese, perhaps in the end, did say it best when he called these movies theme park attractions. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because yeah, yeah. that's what it is. You go and you was. just have fucking yep. fun like yep. you're on a fucking roller coaster. Yep. You know, and just let the audiences... Don't sit there with your arms crossed like, shit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah, just no, no, enjoy no. it, man. Soak it I, up. I, I got a lot of in, I got a lot of enjoyment in their enjoyment of it. Yeah, I think I think movies like this, it's about that communal experience in the cinema, yep. and particularly right now where we haven't had anything like this. This is like you don't get movies like this very often. And mm. like I thought, Endgame is a one-off, right? We've managed to get two movies like this in a short space of time. And I think it's what it's all about. Just that's like the the power of cinema and these characters that we love, just sitting there and just. Enjoy it with other people, like-minded people who love it. I think it's the perfect movie for right now because we've just, you know, we've been out of the cinemas for too long and to come back with such a big movie like this is just so fucking cool. And I just think that's just like people celebrating cinema and movies and these characters. And this movie blitzes it with over a billion dollars. Six months ago, we were questioning if a movie was ever going to make a billion dollars at the box office ever again. Exactly right. I feel like this movie proves that people still love that cinema experience. Yep. And if you no, don't definitely. give them if you don't give them that option to stream it same day, they're going to fucking flock out and see movies like this. Yeah. And just enjoy it with crowds. I think this is the best way to celebrate the return of cinemas and and these characters that we love. Just fucking lap it up. I loved it. Had so much fun. Yeah, that no, was great. Really enjoyed that. Really did enjoy it. Let's talk very quickly about a few other movies we've seen because we're getting along in the tooth again. Yep. Um, you saw Matrix Resurrections. You briefly spoke about that. I haven't seen it just yet. Uh, overall thoughts, though? Um, I enjoyed it. it. didn't like it. No, yep. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just, I, I just need to go back and watch it again after having watched the other films. 
Right, yeah. Um, because there there was a lot for me lost in translation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, although that, as, as I said earlier, they had a lot of flashbacks and stuff and mm-hmm. used a lot of old footage. Um, yeah. There was still, it was still a little bit disjointed for me. Um, right. But if I was a diehard fan and I knew the films back to front, it would have been fantastic. Mm. No, the, all, well, the, all the special effects were there and all that sort of stuff. But that aside, the storyline itself was, was actually not bad. Mm. I actually quite enjoyed it. Now, because I did send you along to a screening of this for the studio, yeah. um, I would feel bad if we didn't provide some sort of review for the film. What yeah. what, what rating would you give it out of a five? Um, out of five, it would be about a three and a half. Yeah, it's probably what I'm expecting. Yeah, it was I'm fairly decent. I'll see it. I'll see it maybe this week. Well, probably next week, and I'll or we'll talk about it on the next show yep. in a month's time. But yeah, okay. Contractual obligation to review Matrix. <laughs> Tick done. There you go, Warner Brothers. <laughs> We've got that one out the way. Um, I watched yesterday with Alicia. Don't look up. This is the new film on Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer yep. Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Tyler Perry. Etc. 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 Mike Rylance, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, huge cast of characters. Uh, it's directed by Adam McKay, who was Will Ferrell's producing partner. They did stuff like Anchorman, uh, Step Brothers together, but more recently, he's McKay's been doing more kind of pseudo intellectual, political sort of things like The Big Short and Vice, which are two movies I didn't really like that much. Uh, but don't look up. I really liked. I thought this was a really good movie. Mm. Uh, it's been a bit. Uh, it's had a bit of a uh, kind of mixed response. There are people who really fucking hate it, and people who really love it. I thought I was going to be in the camp of people who didn't like it because I didn't really like McKay's past two movies. But um, I I thought it was fun. It's this really great kind of satirical take on the world at the moment. Um, DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence's character discover that this comet is coming down. They've got like 16 days before this extinction level event. The comet's going to fucking destroy the earth. And it's them trying to convince everyone that the world is ending. And they take it to the president and the president just basically laughs them out of the office and is like, oh, no, 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 we've got other things to deal with. We've got the the primaries coming up and, you know, we've got the elections coming up and that's more important and we'll just kind of focus on them and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a little bit of attention to this comet. We'll see what's going on in the background. And then when they kind of start failing, they start losing public interest, they're like, well, let's maybe look into this comet thing, you know, so it's like this real satirical kind of look. Yep. A lot of people, I think the problem a lot of people had with it was that it's very on the nose, and I feel like it is. I feel like a lot of the time it's a one-trick pony where it tells the same gag over and over and over again. Right. It's also two and a half hours long, so it gets to a point where you're like, this movie's getting Just a bit, get it it's a bit too much. <laughs> Um, but I enjoyed it. DiCaprio is fantastic as always. Mm. It's great to see Jennifer Lawrence kind of back in a big role. I love her. I've always thought she's fantastic and she's disappeared for a little bit, but she's kind of, she's so good in this. And really the whole cast is great. I'd, I'd definitely say check it out this weekend if you can or whenever. Yeah. But um, it's we both enjoyed it. Alicia really liked it as well. Um, oh, cool. So it's quite fun. It's fun. It's easy to watch. It's funny. I feel like it's not as intellectual as the other Adam McKay 
kind of politically infused films. Mm-hmm. It's kind of maybe it skirts between uh, Anchorman and uh, Big Short or Vice, right. where it's satirical, but it's a bit more goofy in the way that it does right. it. And okay. I think maybe that's what a lot of people don't like about it. But we had we had fun with that. And okay. um, Kanto, we both saw this one. It's the new Disney animated yep. film. Did you enjoy this one? Uh, I'm I sort of getting sick of the... That formula, uh-huh. and unfortunately, that was the lo- that was the latest one, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Um, I did enjoy it. It was beautiful. Like you know, they just do a beautiful job of their animation and stuff. Yeah, but I just, I'm just getting a little sick of that formula. I think they need to yeah. do something about it. You know, because they're all the same, like that and Lu- um, Luca and a couple of others. They've got that same sort of formula. Moana and yeah. Brave and yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon and yeah, etc. Yeah. etc. Et yeah. I felt exactly the same. Um I've loved these movies. Moana is incredible, one of my favourite Disney animations ever. Luca was incredible, gorgeous film. Um stuff like Princess and the Frog even. I mean Frozen follows this formula. Uh, it's just mm. but it is at the point now where I'm like I want something else. Something different. Just do something different because it yeah. is very formulaic now. I mean, Disney's always worked with some sort of formula, always has had some sort of like formula that works for maybe 10 years and then it, it's like, yeah. okay, move on to something else. The next film is going to be one called Strange World, which is inspired by kind of sci-fi pulp adventures. So it's going to be a bit like Journey to the Center of the Earth kind of okay. thing. It looks really quite good. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. It looks very different to anything they've maybe ever done. So I'm looking forward to that. But Encanto, mm. I liked it. Nice movie. It just feels too same, same. Formulaic, now. yeah. Very safe, yeah. And, and it's funny. I felt like I was sitting, I was sitting with your mother watching it, watching your mother on the screen. Oh, yeah, she looks very much like... <laughs> at least she said the same thing. She's like, it looks like your mother. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we, we have both also checked out Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I loved it. You loved that one? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Funnily yeah. enough, I got to see this one before you did at yeah, the premiere did. screening over in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And I saw it like three weeks after it had been released here. Yeah. No, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I, I thought yeah. that it did a fabulous job of bringing the old characters back and all those sorts of things. Spoilers, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who wasn't I think we all know by now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun, had a lot of fun with it. I, I actually really, really quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, lo- I really liked it. I've been a big Ghostbusters fan forever. don't know how many times we've watched, you know, the first one at least. Mm. Um, but yeah, just the callbacks to the original movies and of course you've got Paul Rudd in there who's just so great. Perfect casting for a Ghostbusters yeah, exactly movie, I right. think. And um, I, I really loved it. I thought it was really good. And again, no, another one of those movies that's just a bit of fan service, but it's um, you know a lot of lot of fun, and they did it really well, really mm-hmm. uh, respectfully. Um, and the son of the original director, Jason Reitman, the original director Ivan Reitman, his son Jason Reitman directed this one, wrote and directed yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah. So um, nice to have that kind of family connection there. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it's, it was a good I, movie. I saw an interview with Jason. Right, I mean, he said that his father was on the on set quite a bit, and he yeah. he um he said it he found it really odd trying to live up to the original films in yeah. front of his father. Yeah, and he said occasionally his dad would say, "Well, you shouldn't have done this and <laughs> done it that way," sort of thing, you know. So he yeah. said, "Yeah, he found that a, found that a little bit weird." 
Yeah. So I had fun with that if you're a Ghostbusters fan. I feel like maybe if I was in Ghostbusters and people were jumping up and down and screaming and hollering, I'd be like, sit down, mate. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, exactly yeah maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's a very different beast to this Spider-Man thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's good. Both enjoyed that. Uh, mm. House of Gucci, I've seen. You haven't seen no, this one. Seen. That was one that you had a screener, but I couldn't get to. Yeah, you had a gold class screening for that. It's funny because every time I get a ticket to a gold class, I can't go. <laughs> every time and it doesn't happen that often maybe three or four times it's happened and I've never been able to make it to the gold class session mm. uh, me and Alicia uh, or Alicia and I got to check it out not very good <laughs> I've heard that yeah it's been slammed around uh, town a bit it's I, I kind of I don't know how I felt about it at the time but it's very the Italian accents are awful Everyone in it is really hammy acting. I went there because I love Lady Gaga. I love Al Pacino. Adam Driver is fantastic. Not a fan of Jared Leto. Jared Leto does his typical. Um, But they were all just really... I think the best performer in the film was Driver. Um, Lady Gaga was just way too over the top and just trying too hard to do the Italian accent. Mm. Um, And I was like, how? She's Italian. I was like, how the hell can she not? And Alicia was like, well, this would be like you trying to be an Italian person in a movie. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like, Hello, I am a, well, I'm from the Gucci family. But it was, <laughs> I was no better than that, these people. Even Al Pacino was there doing just a really bad Italian accent. I'm thinking, yeah. geez. Um, but the movie was just like, it's long. It's two and a half hours long. And it's almost like nothing really happens in the movie. And it's just this long, drawn out sort of Oscar bait film. And I just I was not a fan of it. Really didn't really didn't care for it very much. Well, I think you just explained why you why you were offered a, a gold class seat for it. <laughs> well, maybe yeah, maybe. Um, another one I checked out you haven't seen just yet was King Richard. I'm looking forward which to is seeing the new that one too. Will Smith film. It's about uh, Richard Williams, the father of uh, Serena and Venus Williams, and sort of yep. about how. He had this lifelong plan for them before they were even born that they were going to be tennis superstars and how he sort of uh, is the, what you would call the soccer mum. He's like their soccer mum throughout their entire youth trying to run their kind of life and their their life and their rise to uh, tennis fame. And on one hand, you're kind of like, this guy's very controlling and everything has to be done his way. But then on the other hand, you can kind of see that the way he does these things is to kind of protect them from, you know, there was another tennis player at the time, very young player, who got into drugs and was in trouble with the law and all this stuff. And he tried to make sure that they didn't grow up too fast in the game and they didn't, you know, achieve the fame too early in their life. And mm-hmm. it's really, really quite a little good spotlight on this guy who over the years people have been like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. You see all the interviews with him and you're like, this guy's just absolutely nuts. But mm. put this nice little spotlight on him. Will Smith is fantastic. The two girls that play uh, Serena and Venus are both incredible as well. There's some great other little faces that pop up here and there. John Bernthal uh, is in there uh, yep. from De- um, yep. The Punisher. Um, he's terrific in it. Really good. You'll love it when you get yeah. a chance to see it. Yeah, You'll there was another one you had screeners for that I couldn't get to. Yeah, yeah, it was. Through Universal. 
Yeah, um, but you will love that when you get a chance to see it. It's a good home movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, one I would yeah. have waited to see at home, um, but because we've got our cinema card, we're just taking advantage of it. But I think the yeah. um, I think I think Venus and um, and Serena both speak, you know, fondly of their father. Yeah. Well, well, after you see the movie, you kind of understand why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, had he this had this plan and the re- the reason he did the things is kind of all explained, and it's just so, Will Smith's great. This is his best role in a long time. Mm. Um, I mm. really, yeah, I really loved it. Uh, I don't know. I think you watched this one. This is the another Netflix film called Red Notice. Yeah. Watched it with The Rock, um, Ryan, Ro- Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. <laughs> How, what did you think about this one? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. it. wasn't wasn't fantastic. Yeah, but you know, anything Ryan Reynolds touches is a little bit of fun. Yeah, I think um, this is already was, like the highest viewed Netflix movie ever, oh, or really? was like the highest, or was like the most debuted over fourteen days or something like that. Oh, most sure. viewed, yeah. The huge broke records. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't the greatest film ever, but I enjoyed it. It was a bit of fun, and the, it was the Rock playing the Rock again. Yeah, what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember much of it. Alicia and I thought it was a bit crap, mm. but that said, we did watch it when I was kind of in my um, jet lag phase. Yeah, and I couldn't quite stay awake, so I feel like maybe I need to watch it again and kind mm. of maybe get my head around it. As I said, it's not um, the greatest film you'll ever watch. It's just a little bit of fun and. Yeah, because usually I don't know what it's got probably about a, I don't know what have probably about a six two or a six five or something like that. I would think something on like that, probably. I usually love movies like that. Just switch your brain off kind of movies and whatever. So, I'll probably give it another go at some point. But from my first jet lag viewing, wasn't a huge fan. Um, Sing two, I checked out recently. Um, I got to see this early. I think it's out now. I think it opened on Boxing Day in Australia. I actually really quite liked it. I didn't. I'd never watched the first one. It's one that I was like, um, I have no interest in this at all. Singing animals, no interest. Um, so I watched the first one before I watched the second. And I actually really enjoyed both of them. The second one's probably better than the first. It's nothing like you would imagine it is. Mm. It's a really good film about these characters that are just trying to, you know, achieve the best in life through music. And I think it's just a really sweet little movie. Uh, you'd probably enjoy them. I think they just... I had the idea that it was just like funny animals just singing pop songs and stuff. And in some regard it is. But they, it's got really quite... Really good writing and all the performers are great and stuff. So got to see Sing 2. I got to interview some of the cast of the movie as well. Got to speak to Scarlett Johansson, which was awesome. insane. Insane opportunity to speak with her very briefly. The, the, guys, Tori Kelly. With, the guys at work were very jealous. Were they? <laughs> yeah, they got to speak to her, yeah. Yeah, um, Tori Kelly, I spoke to, Nick Kroll, and uh, the director as well of the film, Garth Jennings. I was going to play some clips from that on this show, but we're running a little bit late. So if you do want to hear those interviews, you can head to my YouTube channel and uh, check those interviews out. I had a lot of fun doing those. Mm. Definitely the biggest interview I've landed so far. Yeah, they look uh, like like a bit of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Really, really loved it. And really, really, really accommodating people too. They were. They were all wonderful. They were all absolutely wonderful. And Scarlett was incredible to speak to. Tori was not. They were all great. Nick Kroll. It's the second mm. time I've got to speak to Nick Kroll now, yeah, and he's right. he's so fun. Um, I got to speak to Nick Kroll also for The Adams Family 2, which is That's the right. next movie. Not The Adams Family 2, but the Adam, I, I got to speak with Nick Kroll for The Adams Family 2 too. Um, which that comes out January 6th in Australia. It's been yep. out in America for ages 
Um, I really liked Adam's Family too. I don't actually. I'm still a little bit embargoed on it, but I, I, I think I can say I liked it. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, well, you have did an I, It was. I mean, it's. It was, did I like it? I can't even remember what I thought about it. It's been. It's been literally like three months since I saw it. So mm. my review will go out on that. I think I liked it, but it wasn't great. My review will go up on that. Um, I think this week my review can go up for that. And my interviews for for the film as well will go up this week. Nick Kroll, uh, Javan Wanna Walton, who plays Pugsley, and the director of the film, Conrad Vernon, who also voices Lurch. So there'll be some interviews for those as well. Uh, that is it for everything we've been watching. I will do a quick letterbox wrap, though. Should we do Ooh. a letterbox wrap for 2021? Sure, why not? All right, so these are my final There's stats. There's no sting for that, is there? There's no sting no. for that. okay. No, I'm just luckily. searching for a sting. For <laughs> no, no sting. <laughs> but you might want to prepare your next sting for the next segment. Yeah, I think I know which um, one it is. Well, actually, before... Yeah, well, you know, okay. So, Letterbox Wrapped. Now, I've been doing this as we go every month. We figure out, you know, through my Letterboxd, who my most watched actors are, what my most watched movie, you know, how many movies I've watched. We kind of track it throughout the year. These are the final, the final stats for 2021. Mm-hmm. My most watched movies of 2021 were Jungle Cruise, which I watched three times, Spider-Man, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Black Widow, Luca, and Cruella watched all of those twice. Uh, my most watched genre for the year was drama. I uh, watched 221 drama films, Ooh. closely followed by comedy, 144 Action films and thriller both tied on 140, and then crime 107. So they're my most watched genres for the wow. year. 89% of the films I watched this year were first time watches. Mm, that's good. So movies that I watched for the first time, almost 90%. 14% were new releases. 2021 releases. Uh, 2021 releases, mm, I, I think, cool. yeah. Most watched actors. Here we go. In third place, with seven movies apiece, Tom Spiderman, Paul Walker, <laughs> Sun Kang, Ludacris, obviously because we binge-watched the, yep. um, Fast, and the uh, Fast films, Nicole Kidman, D. Bradley Baker, who's a voice artist who did a bunch of those DC animated movies that I watched, yep. <laughs> Christopher Walken, and Gong Li. Mm. who's that incredible Chinese actress whose films I was watching before I went away. Yep. I was hoping to get a couple more of her films in when I got here. Haven't had the time. If I'd done that, I would, that would have pushed her into first place. But as it is, she's in, in third place with all those other fantastic performers there. Mm. Second place, with eight movies apiece, Lon Chaney Jr., because I watched God. a bunch of movies he did, the yep. uh, Inner Sanctum Mysteries films, right. and Vera Farmiga, She's in it. That's right. Everything, isn't she? She's just in everything. She just keeps popping up in shit. Yeah. And and we did the Conjuring films this year as well, so that boosted her a little mm. bit. Sort of feel that she sort of came under the under the um, scene fairly late in life. I've, and has ju- and has just done everything since. She's I feel I, she's been doing stuff for a while, but I feel like it's only recently where she's been yeah. doing a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, she did that wonderful film with George Clooney, Up in the Air. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was in that. It's one of the first things I think I yeah. probably saw her in. She's great in that. Mm. First place 
with nine movies, we've got a five-way tie. Woohoo! We've got a five-way tie. Now, Andrea Romano, legendary voice actor, uh, sorry, legendary voice casting agent <laughs> mm-hmm. who casted a bunch of the DC animated films and was in a bunch of the DC animated films. She's been leading the pack for like months, ever since I right. binge watched a bunch of DC animated films. So she's still there in first place. Alongside, alongside Wham Bam Van Dam, JCVD, <laughs> he managed to hold top spot as well. But also, Dwayne The Rock Johnson got in there as well. It's another one that's in everything. Yeah, so it was going to be at one point, remember, it was going to be like, who's going to win? The Rock, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's going to take out the prize? They've both finished top spot. And at the last minute, two other action heroes have swooped in and taken top spot alongside these guys. Vin Diesel and Anthony Mackie. (laughs) Now, obviously, Vin Diesel got Uh, a little bit of a boost with the fast films. Yep. But what has pushed both Vin Diesel and Anthony Mackie into first place at the last minute is me having rewatched Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Oh, there you go. Now, if we want to be a little bit more technical, if you want to... This doesn't count rewatches. So this only counts right. singular films. Right. So if this counts rewatches. Dwayne The Rock Johnson takes first place because I watched Jungle Cruise fucking three times. So really, I've watched Dwayne The Rock Johnson... I've sat down to watch a movie with The Rock in it 11 times this year. Wow. Plus the Young Rock series that we watched as well. Yep. So if you want to be more technical about it, The Rock would take first place because he's the actor that I've spent more time with in films and TV over the year. He's just about the highest paid... Performer in Hollywood, isn't he? Yeah, something like that. So there you go. That is Letterboxd Wrapped. Uh, my mo- Oh, no, sorry, it's not yet. My most watched directors. Uh, third place, four movies apiece, Clint Eastwood and Ron Howard. Second place with five movies apiece, Sam Liu and Justin Lin. Sam Liu did a bunch of those DC films, and mm-hmm. Justin Lin did the fast films. Yep. <laughs> so he got that second place. First place, we've got Jay... Olivia, or Jay Oliver, who did a bunch of those DC movies. This is with six movies apiece. Jay Oliver and Zhang Yimou, who was the director of all those uh, great Chinese movies with Gong Li that I was watching. Mm. So there you go. Now, for the last one, the last big wrapped, the number of movies I watched this year. Now, I last month was pretty much a write-off. I haven't had, I didn't get much watched between the time that I arrived here and like kind of this month and was just more so about catching up on TV and sleep and all that. So last month, uh, which was November, I think I only watched like maybe 20 movies, which is really bad for me. Mm -hmm. But this month I came back in style, watched a bunch of Christmas movies, etc., etc., something like 40 something movies this month. In total, now, Keep in mind, there's still a couple of days left of the year. I'll probably watch maybe one or two more movies by the year's end. But as of right now, I watched 491 movies in 2021. And this does include rewatches, I believe. Uh, so maybe just add a couple more onto that, assuming I'm going to watch another couple of movies. It's like 491, mm. 92, 93. 
2022, I did 565 movies, so I didn't quite reach that, but I didn't get too far off it. No, geez, that's a good effort. If I'd got last month in properly, I would have been very, very close. I would have only been like maybe 20 shy. Maybe, yeah. And also, one thing that's thrown me off this year is that I've been doing a lot of cartoon news this year, and that's always like first thing in the morning, so yeah. I don't get that morning movie that in. morning movie. So that now that I'm here, and I'll be here for like another few months, the cartoon news stuff comes in the afternoon or later evening, early evening for me now. So it mm. means every morning I should get a movie in. I'm also going to start binging my way through the DreamWorks movies. There's about 40 of those I need to watch uh, to, so I can start ranking those movies. I've been putting that off for a year. So I feel like that's going to give me a nice little boost for the beginning of 2022, and hopefully we can beat that 565 uh, record that was set in 2020. God. That's a lot of time sitting on your ass doing nothing but watching it. I know. It really is. So 491, 492, 93 is the the end game for 2021. There you go. It's a hard life, isn't it? I know. Horrible (laughs) life, man. Horrible. Horrible. Now, let's talk about... Let's pick our favourite three movies of the year... Um, I've told you to kind of just pick a few favourites and um, I was going to try and guess them, but should we do that? We're will. running... Huh? You wouldn't You wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have thought. Okay, let's just go through what our, our top three favourite movies are since we're running a little bit late here. All right. Do you want my top three? <laughs> yeah, you go Go ahead. Do your top three. Number one for me was Spider-Man. Yep. That was just magnificent. And this yep. is going to be a surprise to you. Number two... Yeah. It was Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, yeah. Not a huge yeah. surprise because it was a fantastic movie. Really enjoyed yeah. that film. Yeah. And number three was a bit of a toss-up. And I've yeah. gone for this one because it was something a little bit different and fun, and it was Free Guy. Yeah. I loved Free Guy. You know, it was just, just a good, fun film, and it was really beautifully made and really well put together. And, of course, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is always good. You know, But there was there were heaps there that I could have thrown in at number three. Oh. But I went with that because it's... It was it was just a little bit different than anything else. Yeah, That's and really I like really it. enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I really loved Free Guy. So yeah. my top three, my number one is the same. Spider Man. Yep. No Way Home. Loved it. Great film. Number two. No Chong surprise Shin. here, huh? Shang Chi. No. No, that's a, no, very just misses out because I did love Shang Chi, um, but Spidey is the only Marvel movie that's made my top three this year. Um, so Spider-Man number one, number two, really shouldn't be a surprise. It is, of course, Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah, I was that was going to be. <laughs> I was going to guess that number three for you because right. you absolutely loved that. I loved it three times. Yeah. I've watched it. I'll watch it again. Actually, I put it on a fourth time here and then fell asleep. So <laughs> it sucks. Uh, my third place might be a surprise. Was Last Night in Soho. Oh really. Yeah, is that one we watched just before I left, yeah. remember, with Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy and yeah. Thomas and Mackenzie? Loved that movie. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, that was a very good film. That was a really good film. I did enjoy yeah. that, but it just... Oh, I just felt there was more, there, were, there were better things. But, yeah, the, the thing about that was that crossover in time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The crossover modern and, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. 60s sort Vintage, of feel about yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what really appealed to me with that film. I think what I loved most about that was the performances. 
Yeah. Anya yeah. Taylor-Joy was and fabulous. Thomas, they were just so good in that. Yeah, she was So great. that's just kind of got that over the edge. But, yeah, I think very close to those would be Shang-Chi and, yeah, I look, yeah, because I looked at the list and, um, uh, yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah was one that was I loved as well. I thought it was really great. Yeah. You got that yeah. on Blu-ray there now. Mum hasn't watched it yet, so you can watch it oh, again. Oh, hasn't you? Oh, well, you go. Yeah, there you go. TV shows, your favourite three TV shows of the year. I feel what like number one is a given. What's that? The Beatles. What has to be. Uh, yeah, it's number has one. has to be The Beatles, yeah. <laughs> <Hands> <laughs> yeah. That's not, it's no yeah. surprise. Number two, what do you reckon? Yellowstone. Yep, number two is yep. Yellowstone. <laughs> and what do you reckon number three? Oh, I don't know. could be anything. I don't know. It was a bit of a toss-up as well. There's been some really good stuff like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, The Shrink Next Door. Yeah. Um, you know, even even nine eleven, <clears throat> the president's was yeah, called, yeah. The, inside the president's war room was really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hawkeye, I really enjoyed, but uh, yeah. for me, number three was Morning Wars. Oh yes, I just thought that was a really yeah. good series. Great and the, act, series. the acting in that was just magnificent this, yeah, this season. Yeah, I, I did forget to put that to the Steve list because we Carell finished that. Was just incredible. In that yeah, really season. good. And Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston just went to another level in that for me. Yeah, so good. There wasn't mm. much of Reese Witherspoon in that last season, but um, no. But what we saw of her was really good. But yeah, I love that show. And also the guy that plays the boss, I can't remember his name. Yeah, uh, t- uh, Billy Crudup. Yeah, he's he was, he's just fabulous. He's really, really I love him. But no, I found that I found that a really good season. That this yeah. this season. All right, for me. My top three, number one has to be the Beatles. Yep, such long-awaited yep. content. Number two for me, uh, what do you reckon? What do you reckon my number two? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, not quite. Um, One Division. Yeah, One Division, mm. number two, and number three might be a surprise. Oh, couldn't guess it. Midnight Mass. Yeah, good show. Yeah, loved yeah. it. I just oh. the, the the only reason that didn't rate for me in top three or top five, yeah. I reckon, is because yeah. I just think it was a bit too a bit long. They could have, yeah, 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 yeah. could have been a little more truncated, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it huh. just it just it just went a bit too. They, they too could long. have cut probably one episode out of that and truncated a bit more and well i think at the time when we reviewed it i said i think it probably could have worked as a film yeah i think yeah. it could have worked as a movie yeah yeah uh, as opposed to a what four five part event mm. series or whatever it was yeah but um All what's right. his name what's his name was great in that yeah yeah Cuba. um I, I can't remember the name of the guy but yeah <laughs> terrific <laughs> yeah amazing so, okay, uh, let's get on to our next segment. Have you got the next sound effect queued up, the I hope? The next sound effect would be... <laughs> to relax. No, no. This is it. For the last time... <laughs> hey, you've ruined it. Maybe for the last time. Maybe for the last time. Well, <laughs> I was going to be do the big lead up. Right, here we go. When we left... We were up to season five, episode seven, mm-hmm. and we had thirty-four episodes left. God, that was when you went over when over when there. I went overseas. Yeah, we had thirty-four episodes to go, and at the rate that we've been watching these, like two, three a week, it was looking like it was going to take another few months to finish it. Mm-hmm. 
It's spoiled already, but I'll do a drum roll here. How many of you did we watch? Hey, is there a drum roll on the on the? Board? No, there's none on the board. No. Oh, bugger. That's my drum roll. I'm doing a drum roll right now. How many did we watch? Go. Oh, this is disaster. Thirty-four. Yes, we finished it. Yes. Have you got a sound effect of cheering and stuff on there? There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cut it out. There you go. So we finished it. We finished Mad Men. Yeah, it was great. Record time. Yeah. Yep, really yeah. good. It uh, lived, up, lived up to its reputation, I thought. It really did, yeah. It's so, one of the greatest series ever. Yeah, top ten. Wasn't it? It was in the top ten. But it was number series. one. It number, was listed as yeah. no, like the what number one, whatever the thing we were looking at was. It was like the yeah. number one, uh, greatest TV show of the twenty first century. Yeah, no, it's or twentieth century. Lived up it to it. it. Lived up yeah. to it. Loved, really loved, loved it. Every minute of it. Yeah, loved it. But the, the, that poses the question: What's next? Well, yeah, I don't know. We've got to find another one now. Gonna have to find something. It's probably gonna have. We might have to double back to Justified, because that's the last sort of series that we yeah, just maybe. put off for years. Yeah, and it's the last one where we started multiple times and they never finished. Yeah, that's. That might, I hope it's not another Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's only about five year. seasons or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very long. I mean, Deadwood mm. was only three seasons, and that took us fucking. And that- 15 years to get 15 through. 15 years. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, Any yeah, ideas we'll, out there, what we should get into? Just yeah, let us know. Throw, th- throw out an idea what you think we should sort of start next old irrelevant TV shows. But we're yeah, thinking maybe Justified or something. Yeah, that's the fun of it, isn't it? Just pull up an old show that's irrelevant, no one's talking about anymore, yep. and just talk yep. about it. And Exactly right. you guys enjoy our journey whether that's the journey of just absolutely fucking hating our life and watching some <laughs> shit program like Deadwood or just loving life and breezing through Mad Men, which was just such a great show. And I'm hoping that the fact that we just loved Mad Men hasn't been boring for the listeners because I know you loved our journey to Deadwood, which was just us in misery for a whole year. Uh, but this time around, we just we had oh, I'm so sure much fun. They loved hearing us enjoying ourselves. I hope so. Sure so next us. time, so next time round, uh, yeah, we'll pick something in the new year. If you have any ideas, let us know. Write in uh, to the podcast at davelypottergmail.com or write down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, etc. Um, and we'll we'll pick something in the new year and we'll start our new journey. Yeah, new awesome. TV show. Great. Mm. Do you want to uh, use the Mad Men sound effect one last time? No more relaxation. No more relaxation. Before we get onto the last segment, let me just do a great little shout out to us to our uh, partners, partner highlights. Of course, Random Space Media have been putting together some really fantastic collections uh, over the last year, over the last few years. Um, they're doing these, of course, in partnership with uh, with uh, studio distributors such as Universal, Sony Pictures, Home Entertainment, and Disney. Uh, they've been absolutely kicking it out of the park over the last year, delivering really great sort of um, under-the-radar releases that not a whole lot of people knew about, uh, stuff that wasn't normally going on general sale. 
But I'm finding that more and more of their releases are actually showing up on JB Hi-Fi now. Mm. Oh, that's good. So if you have the JB website, a lot of their releases are actually showing up on JB, so it's not as hard to find their releases now. Oh, of course, good. they got the new swanky website, and um, over this period that I've been working with them, um, we've got a lot more sort of... Um, what do you call it, sort of uh, 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 awareness of them. People are loving their stuff. They're doing really well, which is fantastic. Um, They've got some really great upcoming releases. They are exclusively releasing the Sex and the City Complete Blu-ray box set. Shouldn't use the word exclusively because you can get them through other uh, avenues, but you can get that through them. They're releasing the Monty Python 3 Film Collection VHS Case Edition. Uh, so it's all the it's uh, uh, meaning of life, life of Brian, and Holy Grail in like one of those VHS clamshell things. But it's Blu-ray. Awesome. Big uh, fan. You've got yeah, you've got a limited edition. Uh, you've got a, uh, a a collection of Dune and Children of Dune, the two mini series versions. Uh, that's a collaboration with Umbrella Entertainment that they are putting out. Uh, M Night Shyamalan box set they're putting out which has got Unbreakable, Split, Glass, Signs, The Visit, and Old, which seems mm. like it must be a collaboration between Universal and Disney, which oh, is interesting. interesting. Um, also, they are releasing Hotel Transylvania 3 in 3D, Ooh, which is wow. awesome. So yeah, I believe cool. that's the first time that movie's come out in 3D on our market, at least. So lots of great stuff coming out from Random Space Media. Um, of course, also kicks.com.au. You can use the code DAVE15 at checkout. Get 15% off your entire order. That is a code that should have expired back in April, but I realized that it was still active somehow, and then I spoke to them, they are like, yeah, we'll leave it running until the end of the year. Uh, so that's still active, but I spoke to uh, my wonderful contact over there the other day, and she said to me, you know, we've had so much fun working with you this last year. We'd love to continue working with you next year. We're going to leave this code active throughout the next oh, year. Awesome. So you can still head over to kicks.com.au and use Dave15 and get 15% off. Uh, and that's just going to continue into into the... Um, into the new year. Into the new year and throughout next year and uh, until they say, yeah, we've had enough. T- of the take code. advantage of it. Yes, take advantage of that. That's still wide. It includes pre-orders, sale products. Some new releases from them include a fantastic Karate Kid 4K box set, which has got the first three Karate Kid movies, Um, a Universal Classic Monsters collection in 4K. It's got Dracula, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, and the Wolfman, or the original ones. It'd be nice if they've got, um, uh, what do you call it, rescans. Well, yeah, well, they did the 4K rescans years ago, so all the Blu-ray releases were the 4K scans, so now these are finally coming out in 4k which mm-hmm. is awesome um candy man they sent over they've just released in 4k they've sent that over i've got to check it out and do a little review on that or review it in the next blu-ray hall and um, they sent over a really cool little box set didn't they with a bunch of candy man yeah. merch yep. and candy and yep. stuff um and some great 4k reissues of mulholland drive the outsiders Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, which is that mm, great Final Fantasy animated film that came out years mm. ago. So it's finally here. That, that was beautifully animated back then. So Yeah, well, that, never that, even, um, that was never even on Blu-ray. So that's no, finally that's right. hitting home media. Yeah. So it's on 4K now. Awesome. All right. So that is it for the sponsor highlights. So I'll give them one final shout out for the year. Let's get on to one final segment of the show. Have you got the sound effect there? Yes. 
It is. Or. Alright, alright, alright. Good work. Alright, Well, so I thought I'd jump in there because there's just that slight delay we've got, so you'd miss well, the cue. Yeah. That's, that, that's alright. That's alright. Um, we, of course, going to play our game, Shiter Alright. This uh, is the game where we get people to send us in, like, really obscure titles from IMDb, and we have to decide, based on the synopsis only, we will read two out to each other, on the synopsis only, we have to decide whether the movie is... Shite. Bit of a delay. Or... Alright, alright, alright. This is where the delay really shows, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I could tighten it up and edit it nice, and but I can't be bothered. Uh, I don't it. have the time. I don't have the time. It's New Year's. I'm on break. I'm on break, everybody. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to do our last shot of all right, shot all right for the year. Uh, we have got um, a letter has come in from Jeff B, our worker monkey, who's working hard away on the holidays. Oh, good on him. No extra pay. No extra pay, nope. might I add. I'm not giving him a bonus or any of that. Nope. Um, but uh, he's our little worker monkey. He's still going, and he sent us in the score sheet for uh, this time around, and he's writing a little letter, as he always has. Jeff says, And we are back, the shite you have been waiting for, and I'm just the monkey to throw it at you. First off, I hope everyone had or is having the happiest of holidays. If I could say one thing to all of you, it would be that everyone deserves a good day. Oh, that's nice, Jeff. That's very nice. Thank you, Jeff. That's very nice. Uh, Jeff says, I hope this message finds you all well, and I mean you. Yes, you there. Sending positive thoughts and prayers to everyone in Australia and around the world. Uh, Dave... With you in the UK, I just can't help but be reminded of a certain television show. You know it, An Idiot Abroad. <laughs> so what's he saying, Dave? Yeah, I don't know. What are you saying there, Jeffrey? Yeah. What are you yeah. inferring there? Mm. Jeff goes on to say, uh, I couldn't think of a good transition between ridiculous and serious, so this is that transition. <laughs> he says, on a serious note, I'm writing this on December 21st, Today would have been my late best friend's birthday. He took his own life two years ago, and he would have been 32 today. Uh, Jeff continues to say, Please keep your loved ones close. Rest in peace, Philip Caldwell. Uh, Love you, bro. Bunch of hearts there as well. Uh, But then he continues to say, Dave, you are still a knob. Uh, A bunch of laughing faces. He's about right there. (laughs) Uh, He closes closes his uh, his letter off with, In the words of the late great Phil, Don't be a bitch. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> awesome. No, we're sorry about you. Sorry about your friend. Um, yeah. So, buddy, I've had a, I've had a couple of friends take their lives as well, and it's uh, it's a hard thing to go through. Um, and if you in that sort of headspace, make sure you get help. Speak to somebody. Exactly right. Yes. Uh, uh, what's it you called? Helpline in Australia. Yeah. Don't uh, go through Don't go these sorts of things. Don't go through these sorts of things by yourself um, because yes. there's always help. Exactly right. And particularly this time of year is is very hard mm, for a lot of people mm. too. So if you do need help, reach out uh, to the to hotlines or to your friends or and family. Or to anybody, and, to your friends, your family, yeah. you know, whoever. Yeah. Whoever you need to reach out to, reach out to. Uh, yeah, so thanks so much for sending in your letter uh, this week, Jeff. Uh, Phil sounded like a great bloke and uh, is sorry to hear, to, to hear about that. Uh, let's get on with the game. Uh, it is shot all right. Jeff has sent in the uh, the spreadsheet, the, uh, the, the the what do you call it, the score sheet. Um, I'm currently winning by one. 
I'm on 42. You are on 41. So how are we going to close out this year? You are going to guess first. So I'm going to read you one, and then you're going to guess. Okay, then. Okay. It's Hogswatch, equivalent to Christmas, on the Discworld, and the Hogfather has gone missing, requiring Death to take his place while his granddaughter, Susan, endeavours to find out what has happened. Sounds like tripe. Yeah. Sounds like crap. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to say... You're going to lock that in as a shot. Yeah, I'm going to say that's shot. Straight okay. off the bat. That one is a... All right, all right, all right. It's an all right. I stuffed that one up again, didn't I? It's called Hogfather. I fucked it up. I read the title of the movie in the... In the um, what do you call it? <laughs> Description. Um, it's, it's got a 7.5... Wow. It's a three hour and ten minute TV movie from 2006 called mm. Hogfather. Uh, doesn't really have. Oh, it's got David Jason in it, British actor from um, Only Fools and Horses. Oh. It's also got David Warner, it's got Michelle Dockery, Mark Warren, quite a few well known faces are in there. Tony Robinson is in there as well. Um, so there you go. That's Hogfather. So you got one wrong. Well, that sounded like shit to me, but anyway, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. All right, read one to me. Oh, that one I was sent in to us from Lewis Glover, by the way. So thanks Lewis for sending that Glover. in, Lewis. Cool. Uh, that's, we've not had one from him before? Yeah, I think a few, yeah. Maybe. I think okay. we've had a couple from him, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to change a uh, bit of this description here because it'll be too easy otherwise. Um, a man and his loyal Dog set out to discover the mystery behind the garden sabotage that plagues their village and threatens the annual giant vegetable growing contest. Hmm. Sounds familiar. I'm going to say it might be alright. I feel like it's some kids thing that might be like a cult thing. I'm going to say it's an alright. So you're going to lock alright in? Yeah, I'm locking it in. I'm locking it in. It all is. All right, all right, all right. There you go. 7.4, The Curse Ooh. of the Were-Rabbit. I thought it might have been that. I yeah. almost said that. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit, yeah. Curse of the Were-Rabbit. I actually haven't watched it. I That's the only Wallace and Gromit thing I've actually never watched, but there you go. Really? I had a feeling that was sure? going to be it. Yeah, I've never watched it. Oh. That's the movie. It's the movie. I've, f- I've oh, only watched yeah, the shorts. Yeah, yeah. I, I still, still shorts. feel that we've watched that one. But anyway, you'd know better. I can't remember. Never watch watch the film. All right, I'm going to read you one. This is from our pal Devesh. Take a drink. Oh, God. All right. That's the rule, of course. His name gets mentioned. We've got to take a drink. Yep. Okay, I'm loading this one up. Okay. A group of New Yorkers caught up in their romantic sexual milieu converge at an underground salon infamous for its blend of art, music, politics, and... Carnality. Oh, that sounds like shit. <laughs> so, go again. One more. Yep. Yeah. A group of New Yorkers caught up in their romantic sexual milieu converge at an underground salon infamous for its blend of art, music, politics, and carnality. Sounds a bit debaucherous. Um, mm. Oh, look, I'm going to take a punt and say it's all right. It's probably shit. You're going to lock it in? I'll say this is... Yeah, I'll lock that in. 
This one is a... All right, all right, all right. Woohoo! You got, got it right. It's a oh 6.4. It's called Short Bus. A film from 2006. There you go. It stars... Sounded like Suk- shit, but... Suk Yin Lee, Peter Stickles, PJ D-Boy, Paul Dawson, Lindsay Beamish, a bunch of people I've never heard of in my life. Uh, the tagline for the film is voyeurism is participation and mm. it's uh, rated 18 oh there you go there you go short bus <sighs> oh well anyway your next one comes from Jeff B Jeff yep okay a group where are we did you read out who your first one was from the first one was from Alan Driver yeah yeah that's right so this one's from okay. Jeff B. Yeah. Uh, a group of misfit teens evade a corrupt scientist when they steal uh, and attempt to return a suit that delivers supernatural strength to its wearer. Oh, what is this? A group of misfit teens evade a corrupt scientist when they steal and attempt to return a suit that delivers supernatural strength to its wearer. <clears throat> Oh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. I feel like it could be like another weird cult thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a gamble and say it's an all right. Yeah, it's an all. So I'm you're locking say that it's in. All right, locking it in, locking it in. Shite. Ah. Okay, it's a film called Punks. P U N K S. Yeah. Um, four point nine. And it has, uh, oh, don't even have, so they have a couple, uh, the, the, the two first listed actors don't even have images on their IMDb page. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at uh, But yeah. it also has Jessica <laughs> Alba, Randy Quaid, right. Henry Winkler, um, yeah. and a few others. Yeah, I think I know, I haven't seen it, but I know of this. Yeah, it looks mm, dreadful. Yep. Fantastic. Well, uh, Awful. I think we both got one right and one wrong each, so I feel like we're back to where we started <laughs> at the beginning. Yep. Exactly so right. I'm still winning by one, I think, at the end of the year, and uh, I'm happy with that. Not that there's an end game <laughs> to this game. We just keep going no, exactly, exactly until right. we decide to stop. So that was... Or... All right, all right, all right. For the last time. Very good. Yeah. Look, we're going to round the show out. We're not going to do any news or anything this week because we just want to keep it light and fluffy and fun and exciting and under time. And since we're already over two hours, I think we should cap it off now. So if you can hit the theme song to round us out. There we go. Thank you all for listening. Uh, that is all the time we have uh, today. The podcast, of course, goes out on all podcasting platforms every single Monday, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. Audible, rather. Uh, Visual Element is also available on YouTube. That goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. So you can head over to patreon.com forward slash Under and support me for as little as a dollar a month. dollar a month. Very, very good. Cheap, uh, cheap, you- cheap. Yep. Couldn't round out the year without one more cheap, 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 uh, you cheap, can, cheap, cheap. You can, of course, uh, you can, of course, find me on YouTube over at Daily Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. Uh, there's links in the description of every podcast. Also, links for the podcast platforms. 
Uh, so you can just head through, it'd be great. If you want to write in at the show, you can shoot an email to davelypod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. Only good ones. Don't like the bad Only ones. Only the good ones. Yeah, because they help. Hey, you can actually leave ratings on Spotify now. So if you want to head oh, over to Spotify you? and leave some ratings, you can do that. YouTube preview. Last week I dropped my Spider-Man Evolution. It's doing very, very well. Uh, my ranking of Disney's 2021 movies went up this week as well. My ranking of all 60 Disney animated features also went up recently. And... Um, also, my interviews for Sing 2, you can check out. I will have my Adams Family 2 interviews in a couple of days. You can check them out as well. Look, usually I will take a break over January. Um, and one, I will be slowing down this year. I'll be getting more content up than usual. Um, I'm going to have my those Adams Family 2 interviews. I'm going to have a bunch of Cartoon Evolution voice evolutions that I fell behind on last year. That's stuff like Winnie the Pooh, uh, Tigger, Piglet. Maybe the, I don't think I'll do Adam's Family, but I might do. I might do one for Spider-Man. We'll see how we go. Um, I'm also going to get my 2021 animated films and Disney films preview videos up as well, probably towards the end of the month. Uh, maybe a few small surprises along the way. No main evolution this year, uh, this month. I'm going to take it easy on the evolution front, but they'll be back in early February with an evolution for the Jetsons. They Ooh. celebrate their 60th anniversary next year, so we're going to get them celebrated uh, for 2022. Very it's excited about favorite, that one. One of my favourite cartoons as a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, podcast, podcast wise, we're going to be off air for January. We're going to take another hiatus, even though I feel like we've just had a break. We're going to take another <laughs> break, uh, but I will be running best of episodes every single week. So, like the best of twenty twenty one. If you want to either catch up on episodes, you uh, catch up on the best bits you haven't heard, or you want to re-listen to all the best bits throughout the year, they'll be running for the next four or five weeks. Uh, so you can enjoy those. We will return to regular episodes on Monday, the 7th of February. So the first Monday back in Feb, we'll have um, we'll have the, the, the regular episodes are back. We're lucky because we can take an extra week off because the last day of January is a Monday. <laughs> so oh, right. we get that extra That's weekend. Cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 7th of Feb, we'll be back. But for now, though, that's it. And don't forget to subscribe over on YouTube. On oh, the podcast yeah. channel, we're almost it's... to a thousand. We're not far off a thousand now, which is good. Which is great. Look, happy holidays, everyone. We will see you next year. Take it easy. Have a very good uh, new year and uh, whatever else you celebrate out there. Enjoy it, yep. and we'll see you in the new year. And we certainly hope everyone's had a great Christmas and New Year yes. period. And stay safe. Stay at home where you can. And mask up and do all the safe things you need to do. Keep yes. yourself and your family safe. Thanks help, again to old mate Rick. Uh, well, yeah, with the Thanks pandemic and stuff year. is really, yeah, the pandemic and stuff's really rocketing at the moment. So just really take it easy as normal, but yep. just take the precautions you're going to take. Thanks to old mate Rick for Thanks, co-hosting Dave. for the year and uh, going into next year and for today and all that. All been great. And um, we'll see you on the next one. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy. See Thanks, guys. Take it easy.